Nobody's oh, here. Nobody's here. Hey, All nobody. Right. Hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Life is good. Who's that? That's Zephan. Oh, hey, how you doing, bro? <laughs> good. Came back for more punishment, did you? Oh, yep. Well, it's groovy, groovy. very fun punishment. Hmm. Hmm. Where's the captain? He is off back home, dealing with family things. Okay. And this is what is even more important, that I have let out the beard. Because <laughs> I have to do the work of two beards now. Yeah, I I know that this is maybe just a personal preference, but I like the full beard, you know? I think it's a lot more majestic when you... Uh, yeah. Combusome. Probably a great bit of work. So I'm I'm waiting till the Gandalf sets in, and mm. it can just like hold itself ZZ Top direction. <laughs> um, how how long does the beard have to get to get to that point? I have no idea. I'll tell you when I get there. <laughs> In the meantime, the braids are a, a survival mechanism, really. Mm. And nobody, you have uh, quite a long beard. Would you say that it's gone to that point? Um, to what point? Um, to the point to where it's able to just hold itself down on its own? Um, well, I, I'm not doing anything to actively hold it down, so if it's, if it's failing to, to get up and fly away, then it's doing <laughs> that on its own. <laughs> nice. I tend to think of his as having reached Mark's level. Mm, yeah. No, he's got a fabulous beard. Mm. Yeah, it's well, it's one it. of the stages you have to hit before ZZ Topness. Mm. Yeah, I would love to have a. Um, I always call it a rabbi beard. I really want a long, flowing rabbi beard. But I mean, having a Mark's beard would be fine too. He's got a real styling one. Mm. Long enough to cut it at the bottom and have people notice that it's straight. Mm. Yep, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Got be straight edge beard. That's a good ass beard. All right. Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Okay. Is the major? lights are telling me that the major should be audible. And I'm wondering if he has us on speakerphone and is stumbling his way toward the phone. I'm guessing you've got him muted because usually oh. we can Hello. hear him just hey, not major. well. Hello. Hello. Are you there? Oh, I am. There we go. Here, hang on. Oh. There, is that better? Yeah, we can hear you, Major. All right, I might have fat-fingered my phone. I got one of the most sidebars that turns the volume up and down. I've been holding it for a minute. What's on your mind? Um, well, many, many things. Uh, I was fixing. You guys were talking about the Ukrainian bridge that got blown up. Right, yeah, well, earlier there, on the show. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of guys that had not gotten any much <clears throat> um, news. They uh, came across the Bering Sea and ended up on uh, one of the Eskimo Islands up there, and they're now in Anchorage seeking, uh, you know, diplomatic immunity or whatever because they were fleeing the draft from Russia. Hmm. And... Uh, the other thing that was on my mind was the the, uh, the the mayor of New York 
has gotten 13,000 oh, Eric Adams. Yeah. Yeah. And busloads from Texas and Florida and whatnot. And uh, he's declared a state of emergency. Mm. For Quick, somebody the, panic. The emergency <laughs> that he declared. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, declaring a state of emergency is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, every power that government has, it has. Mm. And none of them are, are right. Like, they don't actually have the right to any of this shit. But whatever powers we give them during an emergency, they're going to have in every moment they exist. Right. Well, it's also funny that uh, Eric Adams, you know, this progressive um, mayor of a progressive city, uh, declares a state of emergency when people that were just uh, seeking to have a better life, you know, um, entered his domain, basically. Um, I think it does kind of highlight the hypocrisy that the left currently has um in regards to this issue it's like oh yes i want as much uh open borders on the south as um possible as long as they don't end up in my community is basically the sentiment hmm. what was it nancy pelosi i think she said uh i don't understand why they're sending them up there we need them to pick the produce and <laughs> oh down my here. gosh wow what a racist bitch mm. that is that is I really. Mean, you yep. believe the fucking. Well, and yes, I can. Be, to yeah. be fair, that's not an She's uncommon occupation the, for, for for migrant workers. Right. It's true. Well, and well, the no, fact that hey, they it, and the fact think, that they are not able to demand a decent wage is exactly why we haven't developed the fucking technology to do this for us. The only difference between the bean pickers and the bean counters is education, Buck. True mm. that. Ah. You know I love you, boys. All right, peace out. Have some good smoke by the fire. <laughs> All right. Well, um, before you go, uh, he had made a request to make sure that sometimes, well, hell yeah. Sometimes it's okay, but not all the time. That's And they're the only words that seem to have that restriction. I mean, there are a lot of words you can say whenever you want, you know. Pneumonia! Nobody gives you a lot of... All right, you can't yell at It's a lot more terrifying than these things. But it doesn't get you lizard brain. No problem. Topography! No one has ever gone to jail for screaming topography. But there are some words that you can go to jail. I was like tits myself. That was my favorite. I can't believe It stands out I can't believe that's one of the bad ones. Corn tits, tater tits, tits is such a friendly word. I mean, honestly. There are some words that we just have decided we will not say all the time. Sometimes, okay. If you're running through the jungle chasing somebody that we're at war with, you can holler them. If you're shooting a criminal, it's okay. It's the all-American thing. Dirty fucking crook. <laughs> But if you're with the bishop's wife at lunch, it's better not to ask for the goddamn lettuce. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like we've decided there'd be some words we won't say all the time. And I was just to be trying fair, to find I out which words. Order food by sure. calling it goddamn. That sounds like a, a bad meal about to happen. Because I was problem. listening when I said that. They don't give you a list. Wouldn't you think it'd be normal if they didn't want you to say something to tell you what it is? Nobody even tells you when you're a kid what the words are that you're supposed to avoid. <laughs> you have to say them to find out which ones they are. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> that's too... Oh, my, that's enough trial and error, huh? 
Please, Ma, give me a list, huh? Or, you know, quit hitting your kids. Mm -hmm. But that's another thing. Here's the list of words your dad and I don't ever want to hear you say. Oh, hey, thanks, Ma. Boy, that's going to save me an ass kicking or two. Yeah, you never know what's going to be on the list. The volume of the recording is so low, I can list. barely hear what you're playing me. You didn't ah. Thank you for letting us know, Major. I told you, better, better not say that. So you got to... I mean, seriously. You don't know what's going to be on their list. People's bad. lists even change from day to day. Some people on Friday night got a list, you know, not about two or three words. Sunday morning, goddamn, they make 27 words. <laughs> These are the same people two days later. Different list. So you got to kind of watch out what you're going to believe from them. The trouble is, I was trying to find out what these words might be. And I wanted to know the ones that you could never say on television. I mean the filthy words that are always filthy. There are a lot of these little two-way, double-entendre words that have two meanings, words that are okay part of the time. I call them like part-time filth. Some of these words, they're only 50% dirty. You have words like ass. Ass is hardly even a dirty word anymore, but it has a few meanings that you can't say on television. That's what I was talking about. What can you say on television? Well, That's another one of those places where we can't use these words all the time. Say what? I said ass is something that just needs wiped. <laughs> Fair enough. That's true. But some of them are all right some of the time. Ass is all right on television. You can say on television things like, well, you've made a perfect ass of yourself tonight. <laughs> but you can't say, hey, let's go get some ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Bitch. Bitch is another word like that. Same kind of word. It's the only dirty part of the time. Depends on what you mean by bitch. You might be the lady from the San Diego Zoo visiting one of the Tonight Shows, and you might just have a bunch of little canines with you there. One of them is a female. You say, there's the bitch, Johnny, and it's okay, fine. <laughs> just don't refer to the singer the same way. That's all. <laughs> is that bitch going to do another number? Yes. <laughs> Animals are fine. On those two-way words. You know, I thought this was going to go straight into it. And clearly it's not. And if the captain were here, he'd know which seven well, words it was. <laughs> in, in looking for these <laughs> words, I kept finding new but categories. We have so many ways of describing these dirty words. It's, well, we have more ways to describe dirty words than we actually have dirty words. That seems a little strange to me. <laughs> it seems to indicate that somebody was awfully interested in these words. They kept referring to them. They called them bad words, dirty Filthy, foul, vile, vulgar, coarse, in poor taste, unseemly, street talk, gutter talk, locker room language, barracks talk, bawdy, naughty, saucy, raunchy, rude, crude, lewd, lascivious, indecent, profane, obscene, blue, off-color, risque, suggestive, Cursing, cussing, swearing, and all I could think of was shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cock, sucker, motherfucker, and tits. <laughs> shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cock, sucker, motherfucker, and tits. Oh, God. That was my original list. I knew it wasn't complete, but it was a starter set, you know? <laughs> shit, piss, fuck. Yes, WBAI is the one who played them. 
Chip his fuck kind cocksucker motherfucker and tits. Now that was the original yeah. list. We've added a few words since then. We've added fart, turd, and twat. <laughs> and I know there are some other words that many of you are wondering about, why they haven't been considered, why they haven't shown up on the list thus far. We're looking at them all very closely. Some of your favorites might make the list this year. <laughs> Asshole, ball bag, hard on, piss hard, blue balls, taint, nookie, snatch, box, Pussy, pecker, peckerhead, pecker tracks, jism, joint, donnaker, dork, poontang. <laughs> cornhole, and dingleberry. Dingleberry, a very popular word. Not love and to my way of thinking, dingleberry, a rather innocent sounding word. Can't say I've ever loved a dingleberry. To me, you know. They're not Let's put one on the tree, Dad. <laughs> So did he actually say the seven words? Yes, he did. Something okay. else I don't understand. Motivation tapes. Well, yeah. that's enough. That. Yeah, he said it a few times. <clears throat> yeah, and I can't believe that he had to actually find out on um, his own by, like, testing them. That's, like, how he found out was he just started saying the words, and then they told him, oh, no, you can't say that, or you can't say that. Well, that's how we hey, learn language. you know language. why the dingleberries are blessed? <laughs> You're why? the only ones that grow all year. Uh, wow. <laughs> Turn from the truth factory. Truth Turn from the truth, from the factory. truth factory. <laughs> Thank you, Major. That one will As stick. I, said, I love you, boy. I'll bother you no longer. Let you get on to other things. Well, it was good chatting with you, Major. Thank you for calling. Well, if you want to hold on to me, I'm sure I got more shit I can talk. Are you so? How much uh, did you engage in any drinking tonight, or are you just sober major tonight? Oh no, I've uh, well, I, I I consume my whiskey with water. Oh okay. So uh-huh. I try to do you know like one to three. That's a judicious and, way to do uh, it. I sucked down a short pint tonight, and I was fed before I done such things. I'm never gonna go into battle blindly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I suppose that is what it's like. If you make your stomach deal with alcohol without giving it anything to eat, you just threw it, you know, you threw it in the deep end. Mm. You made it go into battle blindly. Well, you boys are a lot, lot, lot younger than me, and I'm sure you are the consumer general. I eat like a bird. Mm. I used to eat like a horse. Yeah. But, uh, Luckily, I don't. Consumption, when you get old and, and your vitamin count goes down, now i got to supplement my shit with fucking pills and whatnot. I don't like doing that, but even when I was a kid, you could barely get any fucking nutrition from the food they was fucking feeding you. Mm. You know, it's it, it's rough trying to decide how you're going to be, who the fuck you're going to be. Mm. Yeah, well, it's something that we constantly have to learn, you know? I mean, um, change is the only constant, right? Um, yep. so oh, that... Mr. Mark one time called me a fucking Also gravity. Mm, gravity, yeah. Well, well non-space. Gravity is oh. a form, uh, 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 gravity is a form of change over time. Gravity's a bitch. Ask any woman with big tits. <laughs> Fair enough. That is true. Yeah. All of the proteins of the human body sag over time, and mostly it's because gravity has literally been pulling on them all of their existence. I know quite a few people right, have had my, to get my like, biggest, breast production. for normality here is what we've been dealing with is carbon. Carbon is 80 
89, I forget, an insurmountable amount of what everything in the universe is. Yeah, we're all carbon-based. I mean, carbon, yes, carbon. Well, carbon it's based. what gives us structure. I mean, like, right, you, right, you know, right. like you think about like a, a house burning down, right? So like all, all of those fucking atoms are still there. All of them are still there, but they've been reduced down to ash mm. because carbon is, is this huge structure, but it's kept up with basically water. Mm. Yeah. Although it doesn't ash really get was, reduced and, to ash, you know, it gets, proteins. Uh, it gets added to ash because uh, the ash actually contains uh, more. Uh, it it contains the same stuff as the as you had before the burning, plus oxygen. Potash and cow turds and pig turds and chicken shit was all the original fertilizer. Mm. Now we're dealing with nitrites and nitrates and all yeah, kinds of chemically they, induced actually, bullshit. Yeah. That's why they call Fucking it potassium. GMO seeds. Potash. Mm. Yeah, that makes potash. sense. That's yeah, the shit potassium. that comes out of your wood stove, dude. Yeah. Every motherfucker in the world that heated his house had potash to put in his field. Mm. Yeah, um, and it's, you know, it's just not the same. A lot of us in New Hampshire grow our own gardens and stuff, and I think that a lot of us want to get to a point to where we're completely independent from the wider system because uh yeah how they how they make the food is really messed up the best pot i ever grew i used to have a pig house and a chicken house the chicken house actually existed on their property before i bought it but i built a pig house and i had a horse pen this is back when i was a young warthog and was married and had children and so when I was a young warthog. <laughs> Well, I moved from a 100-acre farm <laughs> to a 13-acre place, and I had to make things work, so I tightened it up. Anyway, so uh, about 10 years after everything went to hell and I got divorced and whatnot, um, I got thinking about fertilizer, and I knew that chicken shit takes a, mile, a white mile to ferment. Pig shit is a little quicker. Horse shit's pretty good. So what I did is I took a good scoop of uh, pig shit and a good scoop of chicken shit, and I put it in every hole that I plant my pot plants in, mm. and you would not blurry, believe how furry and bodacious these bastards are. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Yeah, fucking rocking. Oh yeah. Well, no, like it, it's a weird thing, but this is this is why the uh, the mythological structures of the uh, places where it's warm are all about this. Like, out of death comes life. Mm. Because uh, when you don't have the seasons, like, totally controlling your perceptions of reality, mm. then you just look at the process itself. Mm. And the the way you get plants in jungles is dead shit. You know, carcasses and feces. That's where fucking oil comes from. So, Major, how... Um, oil is mostly algae, actually, just like the rest of the biomass. Yeah, well, in the, in, in the ocean... But coal on the on the on the continent, that's what it turns to is coal. Major it's all energy. How did the uh how did the cannabis turn out? Like how is the quality? Fucking, uh, sticky, gooey, nasty, stinky shit. Nice. Oh. Yay. Wow. Love it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I hope that becomes a burgeoning industry up here in New Hampshire once we uh, either legalize have a it or yeah. option for governor than His Excellency. Sununu well connected. Last last session, Sununu was in favor of legalization. He just wa- he wanted the liquor agency to run pot. Only oh, good fucking thing I've heard fucking yeah. old China Joe do is fucking ah, well, let you, these feds. We'll let you the, use you our know, competitors if you cut us in by letting us run everything. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the, the only, only way good. that it would pass, and uh, according to him. Good. Okay. Real quick question. Would he have at least allowed us to grow our own shit in this world of his? Well, um, there was a bill that would have allowed that, but it didn't make it. I don't think it even made it past the Senate. So not even in uh, in his would we have... Oh, you can't be allowed to grow that flower. Yeah. You can't be allowed to grow that. Yeah, it really is akin to growing and picking flowers. It's literally a flower. Yeah, it's literally like, growing and picking biology. flowers. Yeah. Yeah, literally. We will be thrown into a cage... A very cold, concrete cage because we picked flowers that they don't like us mm. to be around. Really. Opium is also flowers, but I feel the yes. same way about opium. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like the- we should not dance around the maypole either because that's harvest. Mm. We, should not, we should not flaunt the harvest. We've got a lot of maples out virgins. here. virgins. Good God almighty, what is this world coming to, boys? Oh, mm. Yeah, um, I mean, at least we've got some good maples out Sorry, here. Sorry, no, we've got didn't the mean to silence you there. Best maple syrup in the world here, in my opinion. I think that Canada and Vermont always try to say that they have better, but I think we have the best. Yeah, Michigan puts that a good bit too. We got a lot of trees, but you know what? These I haven't heard of are killing them all. I haven't heard of Michigan being well known for its uh, maple syrup. Oh, I've got. I've got genuine. I got Rider City honey sitting right in front of me. Oh well, honey's and, uh, not. Believe me, maple so, syrup. No, I yeah, I know it's not the same, but the hold bees on, hold are still so, surviving. So there's three that's fucking insurmountable. Bees, not a tree. So so there are the three things that. Are, hey hey, can, uh, Major, can you give me a second? So there are three yeah, things ahead. that Vermonter is known for, uh, as I've seen it: cheese, syrup, and um, hippies. <laughs> I forget the Bernie one. Sanders, but like it, filthy socialist. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dirty I've communist. Made the perfect madness. Yeah. Beezy Sanders. Like, did they're, you say they're Bernie Sanders? Like Vermont cheese is terrible. I didn't know that people knew Vermont for the cheese. I thought it was like maple syrup and that they were communists. Uh, or that they were at least hippies that liked guns. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah. like you have to be aware of the. Uh, no, yeah, vibrant gun culture for sure. And now they're allowed to grow their own flowers if they want to. Yeah, uh, I tell you, I'll to. tell you guys something. I tell you guys something that I've taught all my children, and I think everybody should know: the people that are still here ran toward the sound of the guns. Because if you retreat from battle, you will be captured. Your woman and your children will be slaves. And you will be hunted down like a fucking pig that you are. As there, there comes a time. Are you threatening me? <laughs> Damn, that was dark, go. Major. Seriously. Yeah, I know it's fucking dark, but it's true. 
Mm. And history repeats itself insurmountably. Yeah. Well, would you like to know who my you know one and only well, concern concernworthy predator is? Yourself? My government. Oh. Well. Oh no, no, no! Yeah. I'm I'm actually really good at keeping me in check. Mm. But most people well, aren't. A lot know, of people I only are... bring myself close to death, at mm. least so far. A lot of people are really suffering from like uh, eating junk and just all these other ways that they really just. Uh, um, hurt themselves. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that the government definitely is a threat, but I think that you can also be a threat to yourself too. And unfortunately, most people are. Well, I'm well, definitely if, the if only the one that I think can actually get away with it. Mm. If if the captain was Ho- Captain Ho Ho and he sailed with General Twinkie, they'd both be a lot fucking fatter now, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. I mean. You don't sail with the tidy bowl, man, if you want to fucking come home. You know, you yeah, do, do have to pick a strong crew. Man, don't yeah. you? Like, if you're going to get through hard times, and make no mistake, these are them. Yeah. Like, That's true. I mean, I know that President Biden has assured us that we're not in a recession. Mm-hmm. Oh, if yeah. you want a more official announcement that yeah. these are the hard times, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's going to get a lot harder. Having to redefine the word recession really didn't give me that boost of confidence. <laughs> right? Yep, exactly. I um, called in the other night. You guys were talking about shrinkflation and such. Mm-hmm. And I brought up uh, the uh, the prevalence of inflation, which is the vanishing ink on the receipts. But then I got to thinking about it a little deeper. And the way these fuckers have uh, changed the formula to define inflation. Fucking bean counters have made the beans smaller or larger. (laughs) (laughs) No, well put. The the bean counters made the beans smaller. What the hell? I well, it's we more like you can print beans. In the fucking ball, mm-hmm. we can never find them. Yeah, it turns out if you change the weights that you're working with to measure things, uh, everything gets thrown out of balance. Yeah, someone gets cheated. Mm. Lo and behold, well, there, there, there was time back in the day when coins were rough stamped, right? And there would be like a shard hanging off the side from the minting, mm-hmm. and they were called coin shavers. They were called coin what? Coin shavers. Oh yeah. People that would just take a little. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's why to this day side, that's why to this day the quarter like, has those ridges on it. That's yeah, why quarters have ounce, the ridges and uh, and uh, nickels don't. If you buy an ounce of pot here in America, it's twenty eight grams. Well, a troy ounce, I forget, is thirty two or thirty three, maybe somewhere between there. And that was the original weight of silver and gold and such as a troy ounce. Well, imagine how much richer we would be um, at if at this point in time we had continued to use the either silver-backed or gold-backed system. And let's say that the minimum can't that, go on that the minimum wage um, in that time, if there is still a minimum wage in that time, um, is seven dollars and twenty-five cents, like it is now. And imagine you're able to get all of that in silver quarters. And that's just the minimum amount. So most people would make a lot more than that. And that is quite a bit of wealth to be (laughs) making. Yeah, Yeah, it is. 
I told Ian this the other night. The, the transitional wage throughout history was a tenth of an ounce of silver, a dime, a yep. silver dime. That was the standard fucking wage for any laborer. Uh, if you were a skilled tradesman or somebody of like a foreman of ability, you you know a quarter fifty cents. So twenty five to a half ounce of silver a day. That's the wage. And uh, that was the way it fucking ran until fiat currency came in. There was a hay mm -hmm. penny. There was a straw penny. You know, you broke it down. A straw penny is worth, I, I guess, today about two fifty. Hmm. Wow. A straw penny? No. Uh, those I find those all the time. Those are like usually worth more than um, you know fifty cents, but never more than uh, never more than a dollar, unless it's like a really rare one. The yeah, that standard, would make sense. Like I said, the well, and, and you have to you have a... to remember that like the, the the fact that these are things that we used to use as currency, mm. and the fact that that is very firmly in in everyone's mind, like to the point that even to ignore what they know, people still believe that you can trade dollars for gold. Mm. Not everyone, but there are people that still believe that. Right. Like that is how ingrained in us the idea well, of silvering dollars and yeah, money. They can, but not from the government anymore. And because of that, the the price of these has been tremendously suppressed mm. yep i'm old enough i remember silver silver certificates though i was never old enough when i had one in my possession to go turn it into the bank and actually get silver for the damn thing well if anything fiat money should basically just be silver certificates the only problem exactly. with the only problem with that is you lead to a, um an issue where there becomes fractional reserve oh, banking. you mean if you cheat well yeah but that's what the banks do. They cheat. Right. So <laughs> like, what's the solution? Well, we have enough competition that some bank comes along that doesn't cheat. That's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I can make plenty of money just doing this. Mm. I can make oh, plenty of money they're, they're, just doing this. They'd have to be a little corrupt, though, because that's the only way the government would allow them to grow to be that big. Peakless. You mean to if tell it has me its there, choice, are, yeah. there, there are bankers that aren't coin shavers? Goodness gracious. Um, there is one Goodness banker that isn't a coin shaver, yeah. and it's the network. Satoshi Nakamoto. Yep. 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 Yeah. Well, you guys might be right on that one. I don't okay. know. I'm too old. All right. Since I'm, I'm first chair, old. I get to give us a, uh, a total segue whiplash. Major, um, what do you think are the odds of uh, Elon Musk being, in fact, an alien sent to destroy us? Because it occurs me? to me that Skynet and Starlink are literally synonyms. Mm. Um, if you see the interview with the guy, he's like, oh, oh, yeah, I knew from the very beginning that I was uh, very different. And if they found out, they might destroy me. So I, you know, had to hide everything until I was powerful enough. Uh, wow. Jeez. Like, wait, wait, wait. And you're doing what hey, with course, AI? Are you, are you asking me or are you asking me? I'm asking you. Well, I, I think maybe... The man got a, might have got a hold of a bad hit back in the 70s. Mm. Is he old enough for that? How old is that guy? I don't know. I don't know. I remember Rob fucking, uh, who the hell was that son of a bitch? Oh, Howard Hughes. He mm. used to wear Kleenex boxes for shoes. He grew a beard that would make you fuckers look like fools. <laughs> Such a recluse, it was foolish. I mean, crazy. And the motherfucker and the had to match. money to buy Hawaii and Indonesia 
in a couple, three other fucking islands. Mm. How long was the Verdon? How long was, I don't, I do not know. <laughs> Ask Howard Hughes' barber, who uh. I believe does not exist. Because <laughs> he would just grow uh. it out so long? Well, Musk was born in 71, he, yeah, so he, he could have caught a bad a head of acid in the 70s. Mm. Well, he could have. As far as I know, other than being, like, stuck in a rock cave somewhere, he was the most serious. I mean, in a New York fucking high-rise? Howard he Hughes? He was a hermit. Yeah. I don't know how many decades. Honestly, most of what I know about Howard Hughes comes from a Leonardo DiCaprio movie and an episode of The Simpsons. Which Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Uh, oh, he plays Howard Hughes, uh, The Aviator or something like that. Oh. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, you would fucking love this movie. Oh, I would? Um, yeah, because of the reason you love horror. Like, oh. you love seeing the descent into madness, and mm. it is definitely that. Mm. Like, that's the whole thing because like it it starts out with like he's you know got the world on a string mm. sitting on a rainbow got the string tied around his finger like mm. howard hughes uh like one of the super elites but he like fucking loses it mm. and like everything is a contamination mm. i yeah, don't that's... even think it was drug induced either no mm. no I well so just fucking paranoia well so like the alienation that you can induce with wealth is terrifying. I mean, like, you you can drive yourself nuts going, oh, fuck, me. does anyone actually care about me or do you all want me for my money? Mm. And, and yeah. to see people as an infection is a pretty easy jump from there. Mm. So, well, and that's well, what way too many what? people in our society are infected with. Wars, you know nobody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't care how strong the horse is or how thick the ice is. If you try to run away with too much gold, you'll be fucked. That's true. I mean, Indiana it's Jones de depicts like, oh no, you can totally carry this giant ingot in just one hand and run away from a boulder. To be fair, Indiana Jones is pretty ripped. I love it. Yeah, yeah that but cute. that's like Superman level shit there. Well, not only would he be holding uh the uh solid gold idol in one arm, he would sling a whip and then swing his body across ravines <laughs> with just one arm and holding the giant idol. <laughs> I forgot about that. So no, that is way man. more no, athletic than just holding an idol. Tarzan, okay, I have way more respect for uh, for Indiana Jones now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Apparently he's, he's a superhero. He's one of the best, man. He's... And kind of wasting his talents on this grave robbing <laughs> crap. Uh Hey, no, yeah, he's he an American hero. Tarzan. Yeah. I'm sure that there's some relation. <laughs> All right, boys, I'm going to sign off. I love you. All right, love Peace you, Major. Out. Thanks Much for love. coming Thank on. You. Peace. Yeah, so, um, yeah, about the... Uh, the horror genre if you want to go into that at all sure um yeah i just finished reading uh pet cemetery and that was a it was a really messed up book it it all feels <laughs> <laughs> now, it, wait wait hold on hold on so first off 
Um, did you know before starting to read it that uh, that its author had set it aside as going too far? So that is the introduction of the book. The book talks about how he felt. Okay. Yeah. He, how you were warned. Yeah, he said that. Even though most people wrote him and said that The Shining was the most scary book he's ever written, um, turns out that the book he's the most scared of is Pet Cemetery, where he literally puts it and locks it away and said, I went too far, just like you said. Um, and uh, yeah, and I could see why after reading it. It, uh, it starts off just normal, spooky, kind of just like a silly kind of spooky, like, oh, is he being serious about this? Um, and then it just goes uh, super dark, super quick, <laughs> and it's just like, oh shit! I did not think it was going to go that way. Um, but real good book, you know. I would definitely recommend it if you're into horror, having nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've, I I haven't had any nightmares about it yet. My nightmares are a lot weirder than things that happen in Stephen King books. Fair point. Mm. Although I will say that was definitely a sell your soul moment when he decided to publish that. Mm, yeah. Well, because, um, um, uh, Peakless is sort of hinting on this. He had to, um, in order to publish a book that he really wanted to publish, they didn't think it was good enough. And so in order to make sure that he did get that book published, he showed them pet cemetery and said, I'll also let you publish this book. His intention wasn't to publish it originally, but, because he wanted to publish his other book so much, he, um, you know, put Pet Cemetery out into the world for general consumption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's fucking dark. Yeah. And it really illustrates, like, where the American publishing company scene is, I think. Mm. How so? Like, oh. I'll put up with publishing this thing, but this, this is dark. <laughs> It'll sell great. <laughs> but he was right. It is one of his best-selling books. And honestly, if I were to buy a physical copy of any Stephen King book besides The Shining, which is probably my one of the best books I've ever read, um, it'd definitely be Pet Cemetery because it definitely left a... Uh, left a mark and the scariest part about those books is that they all feel so familiar because uh it's new england you know like all the books take place in maine so um uh the leaves change during the fall and the snow comes you know it just feels too familiar is this where you're from originally um no i i moved from california and came over here but um but i already feel so at home here you know yeah and growing up, you're you're taught about how, um, you know, all the different seasons, like basically the seasons that you're taught in school are the New England seasons. I didn't have fall in California, not like out here. Oh, I did in Colorado. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Definitely did in Michigan. Mm. I got all four seasons. Wow. Spring, sprung, fall, fell, summer is here and it's hotter than usual. <laughs> nice yeah yeah no in california it's basically just 72 all the time and so nothing happens like it it kind of sucks i i i really enjoyed the change out here everyone is like oh i could never handle being in the cold and looking back i can't handle it ever being like a mono season ever again i need the change it's 
yeah, it's really refreshing, honestly. Hmm. Yeah, I I like having seasons. They were definitely different in Florida. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the yeah, the I season there. My, I remember being hit in the face with Florida. Oh, the season <laughs> there is storm. And it's like, oh, it's entirely made of water, mm-hmm. and it is very hot water. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and it's really scary for the people in Florida right now. You know. Like after after the giant hurricane, and um, it's a very hurricane prone area, though, and that's actually kind of the federal government's fault because they would offer these uh, subsidized flood um, insurances mm-hmm. um, that would basically, I like I said, be subsidized. Hurricanes. Well, no, the reason why they're causing more damage with hurricanes is because it incentivizes people to move to areas where they shouldn't move. Like if there was oh, a, fr- if there was a- an attractive nuisance. Well, if there was a free market in, in terms of um, insurance, then what would happen is they would allocate the risk correctly, and then people wouldn't set up shop there because it would be calculated to be too dangerous, and no one would want to pay those premiums. Mm-hmm. It's true. And that's uh, problem number 4,876 that gets solved by having a free market. Right. It all goes back oh, to that, right? Turns out, like we we will actually be able to measure how dangerous an area is by how many people live there if we have a free market. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's what always solves the problems, you know. Like whenever you just allow for voluntary interaction and peace, you tend to yield good results. Mm. Well, and I I believe the only way that we're going to do that is by showing that here is what an uh, a voluntary alternative looks like mm. like um uh, i was talking with uh, gabriel the other night and uh one of the things he pointed out is like you know if you're driving down the road and you see someone who's broken down and you help them out then they're off the road faster than the police can get there mm and that is a function of police that no one is going to stand in our way to to replace. Right. Well, the state tends to not get in your way if you're trying to help people, unless it's like a way that they really don't Bad like to you. Differ. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I got to disagree. I know I know a bunch of uh, anarchist carpenters showed up after Katrina and got sent on their merry way by the local government. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it is their crisis, and they want to yeah. keep it that way as long as they can to get as much power as possible. Yeah, you know how a few of us up here have been saying, like, yeah, Florida's not actually that free, guys. Yeah. Well, here's your proof. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Florida's not Although actually that, that free. That here's all this New Orleans. Huh? Uh, the anecdote that I shared was from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, no, but Florida is the same way because uh, I have a friend who's a free stater who went down there um, and he received a grant uh, to do contract work and he wanted to employ people down there. But there were so many mandates and red tape and all these things that he wasn't able to do it. And a lot of uh, it would have been very lucrative work for him as well as for the people that would have went and worked for him um, and also would have helped tons of people. You know, it would have allowed for there to be direct relief with the incentive of getting it done. Um, but 
they can't have that. <laughs> no, we're a bureaucracy. The only way we're giving can't you money is if you give us some of that money that. back. Don't you know how this works? Right. Hmm. Were you saying something, nobody? Yeah, I said can't let a man profit. Wouldn't right. be civilized. Mm. Wouldn't be civilized to let men profit from their own work. Right, that they voluntarily no. get from other people that ask for it. I mean... Oh, and uh, quick segue. Uh, all, uh, all actresses are actors, right? Yes. Uh, all women are men. Oh, well, yeah, we've talked about this, though. Yeah, yeah because men are wares. But I think oh, that you've that, been listening to the conservatives too much. They're not. They can't all be male. I mean, there's a. Birth oh, they're rate. not male. Uh, roughly half of them are. Or sorry, r- roughly half of the men are male. <laughs> well, yeah, because of the where concept. That where is supposed to mean male. Yeah. No, we we did away with where. If we want where back, we can have where back. Which sounds great because, like, well, the way that you get it back is you just start using it. Like, if you really want to bring it back, just use it. All right. You know, when I see some wares acting up, you know. <laughs> oh, dang it. There's a... I can't, I can't wait to have a little wear of my own. Ah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, when your boy becomes a wear. Yeah. Ooh, that actually sounded good. I liked it. Yeah, that. that was good. A werewolf? No, just a that's, wear. That's where that comes from, though. Exactly. Um, yeah, is that... Uh, Werewolves are only male, hence the name. Although no that is not true in, uh, in modern uh, in modern cinema, uh, Ginger Snaps uh, uh, comes to mind as a deliberately female werewolf. Yeah, but they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they need yeah, to think of a different name a, for him. Femwolf. It is a deviation from uh, from the classical mythology for sure. It's a deviation from the linguistic roots that are at play. That's true. Yeah, that's my bigger Technically problem. Technically not a werewolf. Yeah, femwolf. Literally a woman wolf. Yeah. Do you think that they would use woman wolf? Wife wolf? Wife wolf. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Trying to think of one that isn't messed up. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the captain is truly here in spirit because we are trying to uh, juxtapose our words mm. neologistically. Yeah. Um. What What was it called? A, a portmanteau. Yeah, portmanteau. Yep. Um. And what was the one that he made up that was uh that was really the good? The one. Well, it no, but really there's a lot. Old. No, there's a lot, but like the one that everyone always talks about. You mean about. apart from technicalties, which I've already mentioned? Mm. Yeah. Tech- Did he come up with that? Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. as far as I know. That's such, yeah. a, that's such a good one um, that I just thought it was one that was commonly used. Yeah, he's he's who I associate with uh, having come up with it, yeah. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah, I've never heard of it anywhere else right mm. which it seems so obvious doesn't it right mm. yeah good wordplay is always like that well mm. often well, like that what was the one that we thought of earlier uh tindling yeah yeah tindling is beautiful yeah mix of uh tinder and tindling? kindling no tindling mix of tinder and kindling yeah hmm. so yeah if you've uh if you've built a fire then you know that uh tinder and kindling are part of the process, but I mean they're the same sort of a substance, but they're they're on. I mean, you don't have to do the tinder thing, but then then That's you'll be true. building your fire alone. Mm. 
Ah, I see. Tinder, the online thingy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, what about... Fine, I'll bring my conversation into the 21st century. They need, they need to create a uh, competitor to it called uh, Kindling um, that actually respects your privacy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they have massive files on people um, there. Like someone wanted to request all of their uh, Tinder, um, you know, documents that they had on there. And it went back far and they gave her a giant stack of it. And she ended up writing a book about it. Huh. Yeah. And they keep that much information on all of the people that use it. Like, she was well, she was an average user. You gotta user. figure. I mean, holy shit, dude. Blackmail up the wazoo. Yeah. Like, people's sex lives? Are you kidding me? So, uh, there was this uh, uh, Netflix show, um, uh, uh, Inside Job, I think is the name of it. Mm. Uh it's about the the deep state, right? Mm. You know, like the Illuminati, yeah. crazy fucking lizard people, W-E-F. super deep state, yeah. with all the aliens and uh, uh, yetis that you could hope for, mm. and uh, a main character that is a uh, a mushroom, <laughs> a telepathic mushroom. Wow, who's a total dick. Mm. But uh, the first episode, I think, the f- like the first assignment that she has, or at least uh, it comes up early in one in one episode. Like they've ah well, now that we've hacked into all of the dating sites, we have all of the blackmail that we we have all the pictures of everyone's dicks. <laughs> all right, your job is to organize those. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's exactly it. Like the the power that you can wield over people by knowing what what they are ashamed of mm. or what they know will get in the way of what they want. Yeah. That's so evil and though. This I didn't is even why I that. raised the field where I grew my fuck. So now I have none to give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It gets to that point, you know. Um I'm not apathetic yet though. I think that there's still a good amount of hope. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm. I, I've I've definitely grown more jaded, but I'm not apathetic yet. I mean, we I'm live... pretty sure that's how I die. We live I mean, in... it's either going to be violently, or I'm just going to be like, you know, I'm just done living. We live in the most optimistic place on earth uh, for people of our kind to live. Like, I don't think you can get more optimistic than the libertarian homeland. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, there's literally nothing like this. No, and it's only getting better. Yeah, no, this is this is just the crack of dawn. Mm. I mean, in a very strange way, uh, the Mayans were right, and at least dawn as far as our world bad. goes, like, no, this is the dawning of something that we have never seen before. Mm. Like what what you were uh, you were talking about? Uh, uh, imagine if we like had back what they stole from us. Mm. I literally can't. No one can. No one can imagine the creative mm-hmm. endeavors we would have funded and succeeded with oh, yeah. if we hadn't had literally everything stolen from us literally all of the time. I mean, we could have uh, had my multifamily on the moon instead. <laughs> that would be interesting. Your multifamily on what? On the moon. Yeah. The main? The, the moon. moon. The moon. Yeah. I mean, space travel, I think that that's the next frontier. I know that you like the ocean a lot, but, like, 
Why not both? You know, people would get so wealthy that they could just end up doing well, no, both. That's, that's the beauty of it. Like with that kind of wealth, you could uh, you could figure out so many things that are going to be difficulties in creating a, a pressure sensitive environment. Yep. In a very short period of time, because you could have lots of different people trying to go live into the oceans. Right. Like, because that's the thing. Like, one of the worst things about this time is that people like me have nowhere to fuck off to. Mm. There's just mm. nowhere to fuck off to. Like, that's, I mean, that's why I'm in New Hampshire, because yeah. this is the closest thing we have to a place to fuck off to. <laughs> yeah. No, there's always been a frontier where people like me go to get away from city mm. folk. And there isn't one. Alaska's kind of like that still, but I mean, not not as much as it used to be. Um, it's not livable. Mm. I mean, in any reasonable way. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, you are a dependent colony. You may as well be on the moon if you're mm. in Alaska, honestly. <laughs> Damn. Well, I don't think the ocean would be any more hospitable. Well, we'll see. Mm. And that's the beauty of it is like, okay, um... How do we get the coral happy and healthy? You know, mm. now there's an incentive mm. for us to actually like, okay, hey, if we do this, then there's something for the living things to grab onto so that they can turn into underwater jungles. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like man, man-made man like um, nature preserves. Almost. Well, I think that uh, we would find new and yet to be discovered ways of like combining our artificial ac- efforts with nature as it goes in its course. I don't know how much I trust humans with being able to figure out all the intricacies of, you know, the rules of the universe as they're laid out. This is why I'm afraid of us making life or creating AI. I think it's well, a bad idea. Well, I mean like so if we are spending a bunch of time underwater next to a coral reef, then at the very least, one thing that we might try is like, okay, let's take one of our detectors and see if the water here is getting too acidic, mm. which we seem to have caused. Mm. Like, yeah, we, we let too much of our shit go in the ocean, like all of our weird, weird, weird garbage. Yeah. Uh, and it the seems pig to shit, be, too, does a lot of damage. Yeah. So, you know, take a detector, see if it, see if it's too acidic, and... Maybe try out adding some alkaline in that area if we, you know, study what it likes and what it doesn't like. And then we can, like, help it have a a, a safer environment from the shit we fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Because then there's an incentive to. Because, mm. like, no, we're down here. We want cool stuff to look at. And pretty things, are they grow on coral. Right. This is why I've always hated when people are like... Oh, there would be no incentive. If you privatized the Grand Canyon, there would be no incentive to preserve it. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you me? insane? That would be a gold mine for anyone that like was smart and, mm-hmm. and wanted to advertise it correctly. It is a world wonder. So, And this is one of the things that I think we need to figure out how to replace next is the, the reason that we can't privatize nature is because our court system's fucked. Mm. Like we inherited this thing where we just can't prosecute environmental damage when it should be the easiest thing in the world. Mm. Like we have Rico cases and class action lawsuits. Mm. So we obviously have the mechan the, the mechanism uh, to, to do these mass. Uh, you hurt us all a little. Yeah. And now you owe us all. 
Well, if you um, if you pollute someone's land, you're technically trespassing, mm. and that's a civil tort. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there like is... your effect has moved to where my effects are. That's not how this works. Right. Like, this is my property. I've right. mixed my, my labor with nature over here. You can't change what I've done, or you owe me. Right. Yeah, so it's a well-established legal custom already, and it's also a very well-established, like, philosophical custom, so... Um, I don't see why it wouldn't continue to develop. I mean, I know that there are people, though, that do sue over pollution and stuff like that. You just have to show that there was a direct cause and it, that it caused you harm. Doesn't work for shit. Mm. Well, no, the I mean, thing is, a lot of the regulations have uh, liability limitations built in. Oh, okay. They, they regulate the hell out of uh, out of nuclear plants but then they cap the maximum possible damages that a nuclear plant could pay out for an accident hmm. at like $1.5 billion, which is, you can do a lot more harm than that with a nuclear plant. Oh, oh yeah. for sure, yeah. Um, Not with the thorium yeah, one, but yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I really want to see thorium stuff happen, you know? I've, I've which been will only happen when we have replaced their... Uh, a regulation system, which will only happen after we get a a court system people will trust. Well, I've also I've also been talking to state reps here in the state, and they're you know it seems like there's an appetite to present um, legislation around thorium. I I want to get to the point to where we just nullify all nuclear uh, energy laws. You know, I mean, if we could nullify all federal gun laws and we can nullify immigration law, why couldn't we nullify n- nuclear energy? Like well, regulations and laws. Well, the reason I, I think the would, reason you'd have I, I trouble with it is because can... it doesn't prosecute well if they fuck up. Yeah, I won't say that we couldn't, but uh, they're probably going to make it more difficult for us just because, um, you know, guns, even if even in the worst case, generally only affect the state where where they're where they are, um, whereas. Uh, Nuclear problems can uh, can drift quite a ways. Oh yeah, yeah, like literally the entire Earth. Yeah, I yeah. mean, at the bare minimum, then we should um, do thorium. Bare minimum. Yeah. At that point, yes, yeah. because at that point, the innovation is just being stifled, and it's for no good reason. You can't turn it into a weapon. There's not. There's no radiation, really, comparatively. There's little to no waste, and the waste that is created can be easily recycled. It's a uh, you know, it's a solid technology, but there hasn't been a lot of experimentation with it because of the regulation. Yeah, and that's a change that we can make before fixing the court system. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wouldn't that be fucking nice? That would be nice. I, I, some the other day, uh, um, it came up in a conversation when I was door knocking, and I told them I can't wait until I am able to have a mini thorium plant in my backyard. And, Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I Absolutely. think it can happen. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean. So I am admittedly partial to a form of uh, fiction called cyberpunk. Oh, cypherpunk. Oh, yeah. While I don't know exactly Cyber. how this is going to go forward, because people seem to not really like things being implanted unless they have to be. Mm. But any kind of like miniaturized device that your uh, body is going to use to help it with things is going to need a, a, an energy source. And so far, like, you know, with uh, pacemakers and stuff, we have to use radioactive materials. Mm. 
So if we have thorium reactors, we can eventually uh, make them small enough that we can build all sorts of cool shit onto and into us to expand our senses and our ability to change our environment. Holy crap, that would be amazing if we were able to do all that. Right? Um, yeah, you mentioned... By the, minor accident, you'll glow in the dark for the rest of your half-life. Well, no, it's not, it's not as um, sensitive as uranium is. It's really not like it's it you can't even turn it into a weapon. Mm. You know, it's it's not the kind of thing that would be a brand new use meltdowns. for gold. Because mm. uh, thorium is still radioactive. So you do. Oh, definitely for sure. Yeah. Need to, uh, to block it with something. And, and right. lead is unbelievably toxic. Mm. Yeah. So gold? if you want something that, yeah, your body will accept it. And uh, if it does come in contact with diseases, they literally can't grow there. So. Mm. Would give gold a new purpose. Damn. Gotta love gold, man. Right? Just always Ooh. has your back. <laughs> it really <laughs> does. Give me gold, pot, and an AK, and we're good. Mm, yeah. <laughs> new Hampshire in 50 years. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And I actively advocate for people, if you are somewhere in the world, like, and you are a libertarian, especially if you're in, like, fucking Ukraine, for example. Yeah. Get your asses over Get the here. Get fuck over here. Yeah. Seriously. Welcome to the homeland. We, we have we have sanctuary cities. Yep. We have a libertarian community completely unlike anything in the world. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck over here. Yeah. And um, what a sanctuary city is, I don't know if everyone heard from the last uh, segment, is it's basically a law that says that local... Um, Law enforcement agents don't have to comply with um, ICE and or help with immigration, like in deportation, um, unless um, it's in an instance of a felony. Um, and so that just leaves a lot of opportunity open for anybody that wants to, you know, come over here and visit from another country. If you want to check it out, you know, extend your stay. I'm not suggesting anything or, you know, anything illegal or anything. I'm just... Uh, you know, throwing night, it's information. You yeah, know? And it's information I didn't know until very recently. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, what we actually want for the time being and moving forward is not open borders or closed borders. Private borders. Uh, even moving to private borders, we can't have fully open or fully closed. Either of those will completely fuck us up. We need to be able to, to, to have our homeland. Mm. I mean... I know that is a, a sort of a word with a lot of luggage to it, but like we need a place for for us to experiment on this thing that people think is impossible mm. called not having a government. <laughs> called <laughs> liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Imagine that. You think it's impossible. That's great. I'll be over here not using up any of your resources. How about that? Can we can we just do that? Leave me the fuck alone mm-hmm. and don't steal from me. Hmm. Reminds me of uh, Frederick Douglass's letter to his uh, former owner. <laughs> he wrote, "When I left you, he, he he ran away. When I left you, I took nothing but what belonged to me and in no way reduced your means to make an honest living. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. 
It is true. I would have loved to have Frederick Douglass in the Libertarian Homeland. That guy was based. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's true. Yep. Yeah, and a lot of people say, like, oh, you know, like, Libertarians, like, are are sympathetic to, you know, the Confederacy and all of that. And it's like, no, there's... I think that two things can be true at once. Um, I think that the complete abolition of slavery, including government slavery, is something that we all strive towards. Amen. Um, and I think that we also believe, if there is any control, that it should be as decentralized and close to you as possible. And so, you know, you're... Certainly works and, better that way. And so coming from that point of view, you know, like if I'm going to have to pick between a giant domineering federal government or the states, like I'm going to default to the states, even though what most of the southern states was doing was evil. Um, it was still decentralized, um, you know, action happening. And I think that slavery would have ended a lot quicker if they just were forced to keep that system up on its own two legs. Like oh, yeah. it, it was an economically oh, yeah. slavery system. ended by warfare in two places in the planet. One is Haiti, which I, I, I see coming like, yeah. Oh fuck. They were so unbelievably abusive to the slaves there because oh, yeah. the conditions that growing sugar took are just a meat grinder. Mm. Like they just, kill people jeez well and but i mean that's what happens when you engage in so much tyranny that like you push people over mm -hmm. the edge and then they whoops whoops you overthrew the entire government like like that yep um it's yeah well and if you look at what gets suppressed you can see what's going to work like uh rosewood and black wall street Oh, no, 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 no. No. You poor people can't get power, wealth, because that's what happens when you trade voluntarily is both of you get wealthier. Right. And then you create a whole bunch of shit. Yep. That's awesome. That's what happens. Yep. And we can't have that, you know, otherwise uh, they'll be less reliable of a voting base, you know, like because with it, with, you know. Like keeping them hooked on on the government, we just have all of these ways to control them. You know, right? Um, it's very. They try to do that with everyone for sure, um, but you know, um, it's luckily not impacting Asians too too hard. They seem to not want to deal with any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like at least American Asians. I mean, I know that China has some communism problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they seem to have have some issues going on with that. Yeah. Well, and they are used to like the the culture that they inherit is one that is used to taking orders from government. So mm -hmm. like, okay, whatever. This one gives fewer orders. Yeah. I mean, well, then Japan and well, I mean, Japan doesn't actually give any orders mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. Ever. But they make suggestions that all of their people follow. Mm. Yeah, well, there's just a high amount of social fabric there. That's why a um, lot of deep social trust in, you know, your fellow neighbor, um, which the U.S. used to, to have. Establish. The U.S. We need to used to have it. In, yeah. this, in this country. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, so I had this conversation about a... Uh, uh, pack of monkeys, a ladder, and a banana. 
and a an electric shock floor. Hmm. So uh, the experiment was that uh, so they hang this banana, and whenever one of them goes up to get it, they sh- they turn on the shock floor. Mm. But they're on the ladder, so they don't get shocked. Everyone else does. So in short order, of course, they beat the snot out of every single one that does that. Just wail on them. Jeez. Um, and after a very short period of time, they don't need to turn the shock floor on anymore. And every one of them that goes up to get that banana just gets the shit beat out of them. Uh. And that is very much what enforcement of the state is like. Like, that's how they do it cheaply. Mm. And also, I mean, like, the principle is exactly why people were listening to America once upon a time. Like, there was a time where we had virtue in this country. Like, in general, there was social fabric, and we, I mean, we're still human, of course. But, like, there was enough freedom that we treated each other well. Just read the Declaration of Independence. That has to be one of the most virtuous documents ever written in all of mankind. And because of that virtue, the rest of the world started following America. Mm. And then the virtue went away. Mm. Because because it became a ring. Yeah. Yeah. It became a ring of power that corrupted. Yeah. It's really tragic. Ring of power must be destroyed because no one is fit to bear it. Mm. That's a fact. It is. That's a fact. Like the expectation of virtue is is the ring. I mean, it's it's something that no one can bear. Like if you look at the the, the stories that like really hurt people in the heart, it's when they hear hear that their minister is doing some terrible, terrible thing. Mm. You know, because oh. this person who's expected to have the virtue. Well, that's a shitty burden now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because ideally it's supposed to be everybody. Right. Yeah. You that's can't... literally the only one that can handle yeah. the power. Yeah, you can't burden one person to take up the virtue of everybody else. You'll kill them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a two-sided thing. It's virtue and responsibility. Like, we trust you. To be virtuous, and that's responsibility, which is a burden. This this is something that I like about Judaism, is that I, I think that there are still quite a few Jews that um, are like, okay, yeah, I will actually try and follow all 613 commandments, you know? <laughs> it's, nice. it's like not... It's you know, not, if you're going to be Jewish, go for yeah, it! Yeah, no, I mean, it's not something that just the rabbi is supposed to be doing. It's supposed no. to be all, you know, all people of Israel. Well, it's supposed to be a nation of uh, of priests, right? Yeah, but yep. uh, hold on. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Oh, it's uh, Jack. Hey! hey, Jack. How you doing? Man, Ian totally called it. So who is the new guy over there? In the, that in is Zephin. Uh, yeah. Zephin. Zephin? Zephin, yeah. I've, I've been on shows before. Yeah. yeah. He's been on a couple no, of shows before. before. Yeah, I mean, it takes a while for a human to remember names. Beer, the closest to the stairs is always the one I remember, yes. Mm. But you go by Effin? Zephin with the Z. Oh. All right, cool. I'll be right back. <laughs> um, yeah, but what's on your mind tonight? Oh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, the Ukraine-Russia thing is fake. I guarantee it. It's fake? What do you mean by that? 
Well, back in 1991, my dad was over in the Gulf War. Uh, All right. And remember the video that came on, like, the news? They showing the rockets hitting in the sky? Yes. I haven't seen any of that from this war. I've seen people smoking cigarettes in body bags. There are definitely rockets that have been getting shot. I mean, um, and there's definitely things that are happening. Like, if you heard... Did you hear about the thing that we talked about in the earlier show where um, the mo- one of the most major bridges in all of Russia, the one that connects Russia to Crimea, was uh, blown up? You mean uh, Free Talk Live show? Yeah, the Free Talk Live show earlier. We talked about it. Yeah. What's that have to do with Bitcoin, though? What? You're the one that uh-huh. you're the you're the one that brought up uh, you know the whole Russia Ukraine. Nobody. Thing. What is the subject? I don't know. Sure All right, <laughs> that makes two of us. What we were talking about was um, he doesn't believe that the Russia Ukraine um, th- like conflict right now is actually happening. Hmm. And I was trying so to figure I out why. Say, uh, oh, I, 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 no, no, no. I, I, I hear this one. So, like, there is so little actual data that we are getting about this thing. Mm. Like, there is a total fucking media blackout on this war. Right. I mean, mm. like, you know, think of the other wars. Think about the other wars that we're in. And, like, when they start for, like, a good year or so, you get, like, lots of continual, like, pictures and things. Videos. And videos and, hey, here's footage of bombing Baghdad. You know, you get you get some data about mm-hmm. what the hell is going on. Yeah. But we're this not directly involved just, like, in it, though, so. I mean, I do not personally know with my own senses absolute certain evidence like i i don't know an actual i don't know any ukrainians so how the hell would i know i do but i mean i don't know for a fact that there was an abraham lincoln but i'm willing to take it on faith Mm. that he was a monster actually but uh i do believe that this war is taking place but there's definitely a media blackout and that's noteworthy Mm. like the the media also won't shut up about it, which it's a weird paradox where on the one hand, they don't shut up about it. But on the other hand, like, what are they even really talking about? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. We get nothing. Yeah. Like no real information on any of this. Um, do you have any other evidence about your theory, Jack? Well, uh, World War Hitler doing. He was being a very evil I'm going to cuss. Gosh, it's hard. <laughs> no, feel Mother, free. Motherfucker, uh, he was killing the Jewish people, and mm. I've seen so many videos. I'm, I'm before in Jewish blood. I don't, I don't understand the uh, religion versus the blood, but that's a whole other conversation. Well, so I'm <laughs> that is a can of worms. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm religiously Jewish, but I wasn't actually born Jewish, so. Um, as far as I know, I don't have Jewish blood, but I do come from uh, Portuguese heritage, and there is a little bit of Sephardic in that side, I think, but I didn't know that until, like, less than a year ago, so. This has to be the woman, probably. Um, what? Huh? What'd you say, um, Jack? Uh, I, I think he suggested that you changed your religion to uh, Mary. You're from Portugal. That makes no sense. What are you talking I'm trying about? trying to think of uh, 
Why did you do What? Uh-oh. It cut out there, man. You got some bad signal going on. Oh, there we are. Are you still there, Jack? Yeah. Why did you convert to uh, Judaism? Oh, well, that's a a good story if you want to hear it. Um, So basically, I was an atheist in high school, um, and then I realized that there um, was a... Moral baseline throughout the universe that there are certain things that are just right and wrong and that that had to come from somewhere. And so I started digging deep into a whole bunch of different religions. I dug into Buddhism, Islam, Christianity, um, all of them. But Judaism was the only one that spoke to um, my brain as well as my heart. Um, And so that's um, the choice that I made. And it took – the conversion process generally takes a while. It took me about a year and a half to complete it, but um, but now I'm you know I'm I'm fully part of Israel at this point. So, um, and You're down with the chosen. Yes, indeed. And I'll be visiting Israel for the first time this uh, this December with birthright. I'll so oh, I'll see what it's going to be like. It's a beautiful city. Yeah, you've been. Uh, walk the streets. I know. I've uh, walked the streets on Google mm. um, images or whatever. Yeah, no, it's pretty it for sure. It's really pretty. So old. I lived in Gaeta, Italy, which is by Pompeii. Mm. Up Vesuvius when I was 10. And walking those narrow streets with the cobblestones, mm. there's something about it. You just want to rub your hands against the rocks and drink coffee. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no the the history there is profound. You know, um, if you just think about it for a second, um, most of the buildings in in these ancient cities um, have not only experienced a lot at the time when they were built, but then continued to experience things as they went on. You know, like just think about all of the different changes the pyramids went through. You know, from the time that the pyramids built, that was be- uh, that was basically the beginning of human civilization. Like all the way through the Romans, all the way through the. So uh, I'm afraid we're going to have to turn into a pumpkin now mm, and why? have a break. Mm. All we right. will pick it back up on the pyramids, though. Yeah. Okay, sounds like a good point. Time as any to make a break. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. See you in a few. But don't worry, listeners. We'll leave you with some Bill Hicks. <laughs> if I figure out how to operate this thing. Yeah. And Jack will have to be back in a second. No problem. He does a good job, though, man. He's not used to the machine. Upside down from the ledge. Either that or some pigeons grabbed onto him, flew him over the motorcade. Surely someone would have seen that. You know, there was rumors of anti-Castro pigeons seen drinking in bars. Someone overheard them saying, coo, coo, coo. (laughs) Unbelievable. And you know what's wild is people's uh, attitudes in the States about it. Talking about Kennedy, people come up to me, Bill, quit talking about Kennedy, man, let it go. A long time ago, just forget about it. 
I'm like, all right, then don't bring up Jesus for me. <laughs> as long as we're talking shelf life here. Bill, you know, Jesus died for you. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Forget about it. How about this? Get Pilate to release the fucking files. Quit washing your hands, Pilate, and release the goddamn files. Who else was on that grassy Golgotha that day? Bill, it was just, the, you know, <laughs> taking over of democracy by totalitarian government. Let it go. Okay. Sorry. Back into the left. Back into the left. Back into the left. Back into the left. Which, by the way, that action you see Kennedy's head do in the Zerbruder film, caused by a bullet. Coming from up there. Yeah. I know it looks to the layman or someone who might dabble in physics. This action here would have been caused by a bullet coming from, well, yeah, yeah. we're talking about crypto. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Up here, did you see that? Oh, yes. Did everyone see Don't that? Don't torture me. With yeah, but no. What happened was Oswald's gun went off, causing an echo to echo through huh? the buildings of Dealey Plaza. And the echo went by the limo on the left, up into the grassy knoll, hitting some leaves, causing dust to fly out, which 56 witnesses testified was a gunshot, because immediately Kennedy's head went over. But the reason his head went over is because the echo went by the motorcade on the left, and he oh. went, what was that? <laughs> so there. We have figured it out. Go back to bed, America. Your government has figured out how it all transpired. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control again. Here, here's American gladiators. Watch this. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Here is American gladiators. Here is 56 channels of it. Watch these pituary retards bang their fucking skulls together and congratulate you on living in the land of freedom. Here you go, America. You are free to do as we tell you. You are free to do as we tell you. Oh, good. Honey, I heard on the news that they figured out that the gun, what happened is that there is an echo and that Kennedy was uh, asking uh, Jackie what it was and that's why his head flew up. Honey, what time's Gladiators on? Are we missing it? Woo, I'm so glad we're free, honey. I don't know how to do any of this. <laughs> hey, first time is your first time, man. Right. And, it's, mm -hmm. and the captain's not here to look over your shoulder, so I'd say that all things considered, you're doing pretty good. And I am glad that I get the appropriate sized audience for trying this out. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Thank you for being my guinea pigs, everyone. <laughs> All right, there we are. Is anyone on the lines? 
Uh, no. Looks like Jack went away, and I uh, hung up on whoever the other caller was, and I really hope they call back, whoever they are. Yeah, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. I found the uh, the word I was looking for is Luddite. Mm. Ah, yes, the Luddite. That is the, that is the approximate skill at technology that I have. Mm. Mm. I have the they, skill of your average Luddite. They did have some well, you know skill what, at technology. You know what the Luddites were famous for? Destroying technology and living uh, like Amish people. Yes, yeah. but why? Uh, because of its corruptive influence and it taking away the work of a man. Um, it's true. Yeah, it's pretty close. They were textile workers, and uh, they thought the newfangled automatic weaving uh, machines were going to put them all out of work. But uh, what you did, it didn't work did. out that way because the uh, before the automatic weaving machines, it was a normal uh, person had two suits of clothes. He had his his week suit and he had his his Sunday suit. And because textiles got so much cheaper, um, people started having a different set of clothes for every day of the week. So, um, so basically, even though fewer uh, fewer hours were required for each garment uh, at the end of the introduction of the automated weaving machines, there were actually more people employed in the textile industry than before in France. So that's my Luddite story. Hmm. Nice. It seems like France ended up specializing in making designer clothing anyway, so. Mm. That is sort of the route they went. I, know, uh, I, kind of, yeah. I kind of expected something more explosive, honestly, because usually when France breaks shit, they break shit. Yeah. Like, mm. too much break. Right? Like, okay, uh, we're going to have, like, uh, n- not a monarch anymore. Calabar! <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have a religion We've run of, out of royals. Then have the sub royals. <laughs> we're gonna Just have keep going. This is great. We're gonna have a religion of reason where we literally pray to reason as if it's a god. This <laughs> is the goddess of reason. We saw a real pray re- to her. We saw a real revival of that with the uh, uh, COVID hoax and speaking decibel on everything. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. You know how it used to be easy to divide your day into like threes and fours and stuff? No. Decimal. <laughs> you know how you have a system of weights that's familiar? No. Decimal. <laughs> yep. That's how you do it. It starts, you know, with small corruption and then it goes all the way up. Oh. Yeah. Small corruption. So I am nice. all for New Hampshire being the first to leave the neo-British empire. Because mm. it's what this is. Yep. I think it's a good plan. We, we were the first to leave the, the British empire. Let's be the first to leave the neo-British empire. Mm. Yeah. Well, Article 10. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like... This is why I, I, I do have, like, a, a twinge, like, when you're becoming a lawyer, and it's like, well, wait a second, so you're going to be a part of a system that doesn't actually follow rules, but you're going to learn the rules that you're supposed to pretend to follow. 
Well, they do actually follow the rules that they pretend to follow. That's true. Yeah. Like, all of the rules of civil procedure they do all actually follow that stuff. When we me. gave you the right to revolution, those, we were kidding. No, those were optional. That's, so you know how, Those like, were ancillary. What we so really you know care how, about like, is you, the regulatory stuff. You put a steering wheel for a baby to use. It doesn't actually steer the car. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like the voting system. <laughs> Jeez. Yep. That's hmm. what it is. It's true. But seriously, like, who, is, who the fuck is supposed to invoke this right of revolution? Like, okay, the whole point of writing shit down was so we don't have to stab each other over this, right? Mm. Wasn't that the whole point of writing shit down is so we don't have to stab each other when we disagree about who had how many sheep? Yeah. Well, that, wouldn't that have been an interesting question to have asked the framers of that? Like, asked them straight up, like, what do you mean by the right to revolution? And then get their actual answer on it. I wish that... I really hope that that's written down somewhere, because if it is, we need to find it. Yeah. Well, the right of revolution is in the New Hampshire Constitution. Right, no, but what so, I'm saying is that yeah, they, no, and there were framers been, of that. And, and, and that's been invoked. Yeah. Like, the whole point of a right like that is that it can't be invoked from within. Like, by definition, you can't dissolve yourself. Like, a, a power higher than you must dissolve you. I mean, uh, you're you're studying law. Does that track? Um, can you more briefly state the so question? So, like a a, uh, a corporation has to be dissolved by something above the corporation, right? The corporation can't actually dissolve itself. It can file for dissolution, right? Well, you know what we call those in law? We call them legal fictions. Yes. Yeah. Like the state it's not is a legal fiction, right? Well, because so the state is a corporation, to... right? Yeah. I call them golems. Yeah, well, that's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, corporations are golems, too. And golems exactly. are exceedingly yeah. accurate in an age of computers. Mm. Yes. Because mm -hmm. we have done some well, strange things to the soil, and yeah. now the corporations have quite a bit of power over these uh, machines. Holy shit. Yep. So, golems, yeah. Uh, but what can dissolve a golem must be higher than the golem. Mm. I mean, and... We are. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Now, if somebody but, wants and, to and come over and so smoke like, before they dissolve a golem, I, I'm willing to get them higher. <laughs> so, like, if the, if the state did not have the power to create the United States, then there could be no United States. Right. And if the people didn't come so together... So, obviously, the power of dissolution cannot come from the United States. Yeah. So, it would have to come from somewhere else. Right. Which would be the people. Okay, well, the people have spoken, and absolutely no one has, like, straight up said, no, that's not, we have a, we have a more, uh, a better voice of the people saying, no, not to dissolve this. No, no one's come forward, and uh, we publicly demand that you don't dissolve. No, none, none of that's happened. You know what would be an interesting lawsuit? If someone invoked Article 10, and then, um, and then nothing happened, because that's usually what happens when you invoke yes. Article 10. <laughs> And then they took the government to court and sued on the basis of not upholding Article 10 of the Constitution. That would be such a great, great court case. I'm down. Yeah. Um, just give me another three years. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that um, revolution no, is no, actually one of the things won't. they 
You you would totally put your uh, career at risk. By no, 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 like no. I will be representing whoever takes that up. Uh, I still think that's risky as fuck. Why? Uh, because they tend not to like people that make them look bad. Okay. Well, like the the whole. But that's the whole, the whole reason why I became. Well, that's no why reason I'm not for one. doing it. Say what? That's no reason not to make them look bad, though. And I'm just re- representing my client. <laughs> I have a fiduciary responsibility to represent my client the most zealous way that I can. Mm. People have defended Trump, and it wasn't that big of a deal. Like literally, Alan that Dershowitz defended pr- Trump. That is a good point. Yeah. And if and it Alan is- Dershowitz is not. They actually have come after some of his and lawyers. And sadly, the, the court of public opinion is higher than the court of the land. Mm. Like, that is how it is, in fact. Right. Yep. Culture is upstream of politics. Yeah. Yep. So it, if you allowed, like, you know, Hitler himself to get represented, then you have to allow me to get represented when I make a, a completely unusual uh, legal action. Mm. By invoking the Tenth Amendment, yeah. I, okay, you 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 have you have verified that I'm part of New Hampshire. Okay, then I get this. I'm using it. Mm-hmm. If you don't give it to me, then I'm not part of New Hampshire, and then you can leave me alone. Well, people sue on the basis of the Second Amendment all the time. Um, you know, they they say that oh, I'm having my Second Amendment rights violated um, because. I was denied the ability to keep and bear arms. Same thing with the First Amendment. I had my freedom of speech or my freedom of religion violated. There's no reason as to why there couldn't be a court case as to say I had my right to revolution violated. Yeah, but it's the in the Constitution. That, but the ones that get it, the ones that empower individuals never get taken by the Supreme Court, and they're like the only ones who uh, who can give uh, an opinion on constitutional rights. Do you know how accessible the Supreme Court is in this state? It like I have been to a uh, case at my old uh, law firm where we went to the Supreme Court and and took a case um, and like we got to see the oral arguments and stuff. It's because New Hampshire only has like the trial and um, superior courts. Um, And so the like and you have to start your case at either one of those levels, like either the superior or the trial and then the Supreme Court of New Hampshire is the only court of appeal in the state. Hmm. So if you wanted to appeal any issue, you have to take it to the New Hampshire Supreme that Court. That sounds like a reason they would be backed up. They're not that backed up, though. It's pretty surprising. Huh. Generally, the um, the superior or trial courts are pretty efficient about it. Huh. Which you would you never know, I assume. Guess, I, guess, <laughs> I guess for once, the courts. fact that no one ever takes anything to trial is finally working in our favor in mm. one little element. Yep. Hmm. At least I can yep. make a constitutional argument. Yeah. Hey, um, I'm constitutionally guaranteed privacy. I would like to talk to you about a few things. Mm. Yep. Um, excuse me, your creation is uh, defying your purpose to exist. Uh, you need to rein it in. Mm. You made the United States, and you are required to protect my privacy. Mm. Have you seen the CIA, the mm. NSA, yeah. and God only knows how many alphabet soups? Well, and those are only the known agencies. Right. You don't think that they have secret agencies that people don't know about? Not to mention that one of their agencies is fucking Google. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Well, and by extension, really every corporation. Yep. Yeah. Well, and especially ones like Google, because they were specifically funded by intelligence. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, but so They was, got there started uh, funded by spies. Well, so was Tor. Well, yeah. Yeah, but Tor's Of course fine. it is. No, so that's the thing. Uh, it, there are certain architectures that cryptography specifically makes available, which means that I can perfectly profit off of the work of, of the most evil people. Mm. And it, it just gets washed clean because over time, a free market uh, rewards virtue. Mm. That's literally why virtues work is because time rewards you. Mm. That makes sense. Right. Uh, so uh, even the, the work of spies is helpful to me in cryptography if you do it the right way. And yeah, uh, I, I am absolutely hiding from them by them. Sweet. <sighs> And also every one of us and also everyone over here, over here, over here. Well, that's the best part of a, um open source system. Right. Is that you're able to just build on it. And, and that's one thing I love about the age that we're entering into is that this like open source uh, architecture of software where people who absolutely by definition must distrust each other mm. can still profit each other. Yep. And and uh, literally claim uh, uh, plausible deniability. I have no idea who I'm benefiting with this. That's the point. Mm. So even the federal government will have to end up benefiting me because they'll affect someone who affects someone who benefits me by doing trade with me, mm. honestly, in a, a way of, of savings. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, man. Savings exist. Yeah, well, back in the day uh, when everything was silver, you know, like the silver dimes and quarters, uh, you could put coins in a jar and they would actually increase in value. Mm. That would be people's savings accounts would just be the jar in the in the kitchen, you know? Yeah. Such a passive way to save and, you know, everyone could do it. Yeah. Like as easy as it is to, you know, do trades um, nowadays, it, still a lot of people don't do it, you know? Um, yeah, I, I really look forward to, so as this system crumbles, the good monies are going to rise to the top. Mm. And I am very much looking forward to when the new currencies leave gold in the dust. Mm. Because gold can be mined. And we're clever little monkeys. We can figure out ways to uh, get gold out of the universe. Yeah. Well, yeah, we just we have come to up with it. We have to stumble upon one good asteroid, yeah. and then like no more gold problems ever again, right? <laughs> Which makes it totally useless as a currency because right. uh, it, it's just like when uh, Europeans would uh, travel to uh, places with their own currency, and like, oh, it's really hard for you to get that boulder on that island over here. Mm. Oh, that's what you use for money? Sweet, that's really easy for us. And we've got drills so we can put a hole in it like you guys do. Mm. Yeah. Suddenly you can flood the market. Damn. Uh, when Spain uh, totally conquered the new world, just kicked its fucking teeth in. Portugal gave it a run for and, its money. Uh, they had all of these silver mines, and they just flooded the market with silver. Mm. Spain was unbelievably wealthy, and it ruined them. They lost the empire. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
at the at the same time though i think that there is a utility for gold um, oh yeah uh, it, it's it's still going to function and that's the beauty of it like we will be technologically incapable of making cheap gold mm-hmm. until we have a market. So gold is going to be a, a trustworthy way, and, and silver for that matter, for the same reason. They are going to – it's the stock-to-flow ratio yeah. because it's hard to make. It's a proof of effort. It's proof of work. Mm. It's proof of work, and we like it. Right. That's really all it takes, both yeah. of those things. And crypto has that. Yeah. Or the good ones too. Yeah. And increasingly so. Yeah. Like the proof of work is absolute. Yeah. And the we like it is a network effect. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm i not a huge fan of proof of stake, you know? It's I'm, such a trap. Yeah. Such an absolute trap. Uh, okay. You know this whole thing that we are uh, replacing that we're going to have to go through now, a depression exactly because it's of? It's a uh, trap. Okay. So... Proof of stake mathematically assures that one wallet will eventually have the majority of the currency. One wallet will rule them all. Yep. Why? Oh, because uh, its way of checking the uh, the accounts and making the new entry is based uh, probabilistically on how many of them you already have. You will get chosen as a validator at random. And the more you have, the more chances, the more rolls on the die you get. So you get rewarded for having more. So whoever has the most will probabilistically eventually have the majority. Because they will keep getting rewarded for the ones they've been rewarded for. It's uh, compound interest. And, And like it's fine for something like a company. Like, that that actually would be a great way of doing stocks. I mean, that's basically how stocks work. Like, only slower. Well, but the strength of cryptocurrency is its decentralized nature. And so if you get rid of that through right. proof of stake, right. then you're well, basically throwing the whole thing in jeopardy. Well, and, and that's why it only works for things basically like companies. Mm-hmm. So eventually... The person who has the majority either has the vision of that company or they don't. And if they don't, then the company falters and those resources go elsewhere. Well, that, would, that could happen with cryptocurrency, too. Well, and like, I, I mean, see a it, lot of cryptocurrencies basically doing that. It'll happen eventually with Bitcoin, I think, where people are just like, this thing is too slow and, you know, like it's not private enough. And so we're all going to move to the more private and faster option. I wonder if, I don't know, if people will find it worth their while to set up the, the uh, kind of um, value communication systems that will make uh, Bitcoin something that you can graft all of that onto. Like, I wonder if a, uh, a spendable currency is going to... Uh, stamp its work in the main blockchain, which is Bitcoin, mm. and just, you know, copy the power that way. Mm. Which is one thing I love about this. So, like, yeah, well, yeah, because sure, it's all open source. Yeah, we, we use literally however much energy it takes for us to be sure that this is true. Okay, now that we've used that, you can you can copy that energy multiple times Mm. so i can stamp that my transactions happened and i can use those transactions to stamp that transactions happened Mm. so like that certainty that energy can travel 
through as many deals as we want. And sure, like, it, it becomes more likely that you fudged something the more steps. So it allows a, a, a perfectly uh, integrated price mechanism hmm. for yeah. energy. Yeah, I love how anytime you send a cryptocurrency tra- transaction, you always know that it went through. Yeah. It's like a mathematical certainty. There is no way that that could have not happened unless there was a fundamental flaw with the blockchain, Yeah, um, which generally tends to work itself out. I don't believe it till I see it in the explorer. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's right. Cool. That like in terms of practice, I always freak out until I get it, which uh, is what, another reason why I don't like Bitcoin very much. Yeah. Seeing it in the explorer—that's like counting it in your hand. Mm. Yep. But once you once you're sure, you're sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like it's I will be sure for as long as we have electricity. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could really end at any time. Uh, no, not really. Well, I mean, solar flare. Okay. Like a serious one. Yep. And what do you think is going to happen? Wire. We're going to not Nuclear have copper wire. You think the copper's not going to not going to exist? You think that magnets will stop existing? I just I don't know too many people that know how to build a computer from like start to finish on this side of the world. Well. You don't have to, but it would be a world in which we would exalt our electrical engineers. Mm. Be like, okay, you're king now. (laughs) You are the priest. Yeah, natural monarchy. Build me as far into a cell phone as you can, and then we will see if we need a new king. Hey, I mean, this is is sort of controversial amongst libertarians, but there is is such thing as voluntary, um, you know, like monarchy, I guess, um, you really you really could have any sort of system if the system truly is voluntary. Like, like I, I totally expect that if we take over New Hampshire, um, I like the New Hampshire government will still exist, but that'll just be because people will be able to choose to be in it. Like, and there will actually be an option to pick and choose like other governments. Like, I don't want to force people to give up their government. I, you know, that, that'd be violating my own principles, really. Um, and so like keeping that option open for people that truly want it and then allowing for other options, even it's, it's it's very simple. We just demand competition. You have to let us compete at the, uh, at the risk of sounding like Obama. If you like your cops, you can keep your cops. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. I'll have to use that at some point on Twitter. Hmm. Oh, by the way, um, uh, I always mean to tell you, nobody. We, um, you know me on Twitter. I'm the uh, I'm NH pilled. So you're NH what pilled? Pig pilled. P I L L E D. Like red pilled, blue pilled, white pilled. Oh, oh, okay, groovy. Yeah, I I've oh, okay. I've seen you on there, so you know. Uh, and in his case, by the way, it is definitely white pilled. Mm, yeah, I am a very white-pilled individual. Reliably. Yes. But and what what exactly is the white pill? I don't remember okay. the white pill. Okay, from, so, uh, so the black pill is when you just become so fucking jaded yeah. that you have lost all hope that there's ever going to be anything that gets better. Depressed and pessimistic. Yeah. And the white-pilled is the opposite of that. Super optimistic, super happy and joyous and ready for Energetic. everything. Yep. Yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah, positively so, energetic. Yeah, you'll run into those terms a lot on Twitter. <laughs> and yeah, so like uh, something is a white pill when it gives you hope. And you're like, mm. and you feel energized by it. Yeah, and you're like, wow, that was a total white pill. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and being in New Hampshire is a absolute white pill. Fuck yeah. Yeah, based hmm. in New Hampshire pilled. I mean, I will say there is a bittersweetness to it because I know with total certainty what the outline of as what is, as far as I know, the best and perhaps last chance for liberty. Mm. And there is something that is a little bit uh, ominous about that. But I also know that there's this mathematical creation that, I mean, it's it's a genie that's out of the bottle. Mm. It, and it must, by its very nature, revolution. It, either we forget it or it revolutionizes the way that we live our lives. Mm-hmm. And those are literally the only choices. Damn. Yeah, and I really do think that it's the future, you know. I was talking about this on the last show there. Um, the CNBC, um, the uh, business channel, one-tenth of what they talk about on there is Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Hmm. And so I'm thinking that that means it's, you, you know, it's cemented. I'm taking it back. A and third? Uh, one t- uh, one tenth. Oh, sorry, one tenth. Ten percent. Yeah. Still, fuck. Yeah, I, that's subjectively. I'm, what I'm, I got. I'm shocked that it's regular. Honestly, it's regular. I mean, I go to the gym and they have it on, and I see them talk about Bitcoin at least once every time I go on like a thirty forty minute run. I do wonder exactly how long it'll take before re- people realize what it is. Like, yeah. hey, well, ultimate carrot. Yeah, you know that unruly government you've got. Yeah, here's a patch for that bug. Mm. Like in our our best attempts so far at not murdering each other. I mean, clear the state has been one of the, the the latest attempts. I'm surprised that the finance channels are on top of it because they are very often used as appendages of the state. So I wonder why they're – maybe they're trying to funnel everyone on Coinbase. Maybe that's what it is. Mm, like, could be that. Yeah, like, oh, because the, the, whenever there's crypto ads, it's always for like, oh, like, buy, like put your cryptocurrency into a um, – into like a IRA, you know, traditional rollback IRA. Mm. And it's like, bro – uh, if we have I crypto – that, dude. Yeah, if we have crypto, we won't have to worry about that. It's like we're managing our own money. We don't have to pay a fee on managing our own money. Oh, it's like the uh, uh, Anakin Padme meme. Uh, mm-hmm. Anakin is the Fed. And and Anakin says uh, that he's going to buy some Bitcoin to turn back into dollars later, right? <laughs> Smirk. <sighs> to turn back into dollars, right? <laughs> yeah. If I never have to turn it back into dollars... Ta-da! Yep. My eggs, bitch. Yeah. Well, because, you know, no one has a How much is an egg worth? Well, we we have to constantly renegotiate that. Mm. You can't tax me on giving someone an egg. Can't have me give you a tenth of an egg. That's absurd. There's these, um, there's these memes that I saw where it was like, um, 
it was a gnome and then like a bigger guy and he was telling the gnome like hey you can't transact in those bottle caps like why would you even want to do that They're, those are worthless <laughs> bottle caps and then uh and then the little gnome guy is like okay well if they're so worthless then just let me do it you know you won't you won't have to take part in it and then the uh bigger um the bigger guy's like give me those bottle caps okay. and he starts wringing his neck serious question why did they not have the ability to make bottle caps if they still have power armor i mean literally figure out a way to punch metal mm. you can punch out bottle caps yeah i mean just like, i mean the government could mine cryptocurrency too no, but, like it, it freaked me out when i saw that i'm like oh things are so literally nothing is being created mm. i see damn if it like you literally can't manufacture bottle caps mm. oh oh you're that fucked <laughs> they'll get to that and point. then i find out there's people with power armor come on mm. that's ridiculous yeah yeah, it's sorry the the relationship between technology and money. You know. Yeah. Oh, it's good though. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about uh, cryptocurrency is the the CBDC trials that are getting done. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Sweden and China are both testing with other uh, neighboring countries. Mm. Oh, fun fact: China is also in talks to make a BRICS currency. What's a BRICS currency? Uh, B-R-I-C-S. Mm. Uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Oh, God. You know what that's going to be? Hmm. That's going to be like the one world order coin. I mean, it sucks because you can use cryptocurrency as like a tool well, of independence and liberty, is, but you can... That is certainly what the financial elite of America believe. And mm. I think they are in for quite a surprise mm. because th- we have like streaming movies and they're on VHS. Mm. Yeah. Like seriously, <laughs> yeah. a free market of energy is going to outcompete a not free market of energy. Mm. You dumb dumbs. Yeah. You, you get to determine the, the, uh, the field in which we fight this battle, but, like, you have no chance of winning. Mm. I mean, it's arm wrestling a two-year-old. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, seriously, we we have instantaneous transactions that can literally vouch for an infinite quantity of real territory. Yeah, and we won't be able to print them. Yeah. Willy-nilly. Uh, cannot be printed, cannot be faked by any easy amount. Yeah, no counterfeit. Yeah, and... uh. A, a very, very measurable amount of, like, here's how difficult it is to fake. I know the exact hash rate at that time. Mm. Here's how hard this was to fake, which is basically always impossible. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they, they they are used to fighting by fist. Mm. They're kings, yeah. ultimately. I mean, they've they've mastered the art of a religion, which includes recording all of the tactics and writing down all of the uh, potions and what have you to explode things. Mm. And all, uh, yeah, by, by making technologies and tactics, uh, the kings have uh, conquered the world. 
but it's the end of that time. Right. Well, I mean, it ended up biting them in the ass at the end of the day. Right. Um, because now we use technology as the liberator. Yeah. An army travels on literally its as the liberator, like the three <laughs> D printed firearm, the, the liberator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so although originally they were stamped out in uh, lamp plants. Who were? The the original liberators. Oh, you mean the three D printed liberators? No, no. The original liberators were uh, made in lamp plants in the United States during World War II, and they were forty-five uh, caliber uh, single shot um, guns, stamped out of literally stamped out of sheet metal like lamp parts. Huh. Um, and they'd hold a couple of extra bullets in the. Uh, in in the handle, and as I recall, you actually had to unscrew the back of the barrel to load it, and then and then screw it back in. But the whole idea was they dropped these things by the crate load over uh, occupied France, and then the game for the Frenchman was to find a Nazi and take his rifle. Hmm. Uh, well, just well, hold it right up there. Behind him. Hold it right Slip there, because we are a call-in show. We're what? We're, We're a call-in call show, show, and we have a caller. Beer hey. Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Did I operate it appropriately, or is this... Hang on. Try, try this. There we go. Hello, hello, Department of Redundancy Department. Hello, this is the party to whom you are speaking. How are you guys doing? Today? There we go. Hey. Life is good. He's got a voice. He can talk. <laughs> Who is this? He does. He does. So uh, I can bring you guys some uh, inside information and kind of bless you guys with uh, the first time going live. Uh, so I definitely have to tiptoe around some topics, you know, but I'll I'll try to give as much as I possibly that's, can to. That's not the fucking point. You, you don't have to tiptoe here. No, yeah, you could talk about whatever you want. That's what this is all about. Freedom of speech. Like, literally, the reason I curse is to remind us that we are free to speak. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. It, took me, it took me about 15 minutes to figure out your uh, the, the platform there to, to call in and, and, you know, be on a safe line and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I basically, um, I've been smacked down in the middle of uh, this whole situation um, firsthand. And you guys have touched on a lot of topics um you know for where, where's the money going you know why you know what's really going on with all this so i'll let you guys kind of what what do you guys want to know um or what are you guys more interested in um and then i can explain from there well i'm interested in as far as where the money is going uh ways of getting the economy onto the blockchain Right. So basically what they're doing is they, now this is, I'm just going to throw out allegedly's and a lot of these, but it's, they're, they're throwing them into uh 30 year fixed loans. So, you know, you're speaking oh, about, yeah. you know, the, the government giving them, you know, all this money, you know, we're talking billions of dollars and, um, that. 
Oh yeah, yeah that's that was literally yeah. the the foundation of the 2008 financial crisis. Right, and we're going through it again. I watched The Big Short last night, and I'm like, oh shit, that's yep. all happening and again. We're and worse, and worse. Honestly, I don't think that the interest rates got to be this high. Like, wait, 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 wait. What if we do 2008, then <laughs> two thousand, or then 1970s? Yeah, and, and smash it together, <laughs> and then. Then we throw in the 30s. Oh, yeah, that'll Just be a real dizzy. drive it off. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, it's, it's bad. Except none of that mingling in soup lines crap. No, you stay in your own apartment mm. and yeah. take your food stamps. We're at 7% on average nationwide. Literally six, you know, seven, eight, nine months ago, it was closer to 2%. Two, three percent. It's insane. And and those are the bribery techniques that are being used against this individual. And um, those are the bribery techniques what, being used on all of us. Indeed. Yeah, but from what I've seen firsthand is that this money is actually so. A, a, a while back, I'm not sure. Like I can't give you dates or anything like that. But they gave, um, they lobbied to protect protect um, interest rates inside of social security accounts. Mm. And um, so allegedly this money is being funneled back into, you know, so say you got hundreds of billions of dollars going out to, um, you know, all this government funding and stuff and for this, for that, all these homes and apartment buildings. Now you have a profit, you have a, you have, you know, where's our profit at right now as far as the company is concerned. Now what they do is they trickle that through their own personal social security accounts and they use offline bank accounts to hide it but they need a main account that is online but once it starts trickling down in this like very very small amounts into this house into this property into this and that um it's basically becomes well from their perspective it becomes impossible to track this money but what they're not accounting for is that we're talking huge huge, huge amounts of money. And they say, oh, we'll worry about it when we get down there, uh, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, when all these profits stop paying off for us for what we did to him. And, you know, that's their, that's their way of doing it. So immediately after this had all, you know, come to fruition, you guys, you know, speak in the last 24 hours, the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Look at everything else that's happening in the last 24 hours. You know, there's already people going. What, what's happening in what the last they, 24 hours that you're talking about? Well, just you know, like the the, the crypto and 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 all this. You know, I'm with you guys. Like I'm, a, you guys are nipping everything right in the butt. Um, but with all this cryptocurrency and 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 all this agenda that's being forced, I mean, overnight, um, this was planned a long, long time ago. We're talking years and years and years and years ago, and. Um, the person that's at the forefront of it, they were fighting for more or less, you know, they basically had a gun to their head. You know, it goes way, way, way deeper than, than some idiot doing this and, and, and these people doing that and all this stuff. I mean, we have people laundering money and, and trickling it down into their accounts. And, um, you know, it's, it's a really, really ugly situation that, that has fallen upon us. I have a question and, for you. Uh, um, yeah. So what do you think will happen when 
all of this crashes. Like, what do you think a crash looks like in this situation? Do you think it's a complete collapse? Do you think it's just like a temporary setback? Like, all they've got to do is get the printers in gear and, like, you know, it's all it's all saved? Or, you know, what do you think is going to happen next? I, I believe it's a full push for, you know, full control over the money. You know, it's like... Well, yeah, that's... The, well, that's, that's obvious. Yeah, that's the central bank digital yeah. currency. yeah. But it comes down to a really small, you know, like little Timmy wants to, you know, go work on the farm for a couple of days and make 40 bucks. He can't do that anymore. You know, yeah. it, it really goes down to like setting, you know, financial goals for kids. and We can't and have children work. doing child labor. What do you want for them to end up in a coal mine or something? <laughs> I know, right? but, if we, but if we know anything about the youth of today, it's that they yearn for the mines. I mean, they're all just, <laughs> they're all just playing Minecraft, you know? Like, they, that's, they yearn for them, you know? My, all of my yeah, little they, brothers and myself all wish that we were in the mines. They cause... yearn to build things, that's mm. for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Human beings always yearn to create. Yeah. Seriously, set kids on a, set fucking hippies on a, on grass and you'll see them twist it together. Yeah. Like, why? Because we fuck with things. Yeah. And we make things. Exactly. Yeah. It's what humans do. And, and kids are just so full of creativity and energy that if they start building their businesses when their brains are, like, at that stage of, like, having a constant, endless supply of DMT, <laughs> basically, um... Like just just imagine that outcome, you know that you would see innovation like none other because everything would just be thought about differently. Yeah, and that's uh, so that's why like when you're when you bring up like uh, the possibility of our technology being destroyed by a uh, a solar flare, it's like uh, okay, except we also lose the chain that's around our throat. Mm. and are able to create unburdened for five fucking mm. seconds we get to actually keep what we earn mm. yeah no that's true if if everything shut down i don't know how efficient it would be for the u.s to come back i don't I'm, think it would and, and that's that's why this was successful in the first place mm. is because it was far enough from the empires that it that you could actually do things mm. and keep some of what you earned and it eventually was, yep. oh, you stole too much. Well, yep. no. Well, I can tell you firsthand that, you know, these people weaponized him. We're talking, you know, we're starting 15, 16, 17 years ago. This wasn't something that just came overnight and this is how he was and this is... The best way I can... I think that... Uh, I think that the decision to uh, release it when it was was probably uh, to do with the 2008 financial uh, mm, thing. Yeah. And, and as I recall, that's actually in the white papers, was uh, at least a, a sideways mention to that. That was a huge inspiration for it. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, after everyone thought that houses were secure, everyone thought that that was the gold standard of what a secure investment was, mm -hmm. and that was clearly not the case. And but so, you always manipulate the market to make our houses worth more mm, because you own houses. Right. It's how you know you're elites. You own a bunch of houses well, and properties everywhere. Well, this is actually a legitimate criticism of cryptocurrency, in my opinion, which is like you mentioned manipulation. What mechanism could we put into place to prevent like the ultra-wealthy from manipulating Bitcoin prices? 
Uh, it's automatically well, built in already, actually. How? Yeah, no, it's you fundamentally are I would changing. Say it's going energy. on right now, so. like, like you are fundamentally changing energy into value. So whoever can access more energy gets more value. Mm -hmm. It's just literally survival of the fittest, but it does so peacefully. It's what can you create? Mm -hmm. Can you create a system that harnesses more energy than what I, than what I can create? If so, then you are more valuable. Mm -hmm. And what's more powerful? Like you, if you're having a problem with like the lights on inside your house, and there's just a switch to turn it off and on. That gives you the ultimate 100% control over the lights in your house. Mm-hmm. And that's what has been planned, created, um, weaponized to the people. Um, and, you know, so we're, we're all laughing right now. Oh, you know, I mean, you know, fuck this kid, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, nobody's looking at what actually happened to lead up to that because, at the end of the day, if, if literally the, the amount, and, out, and I'm just going to tell you guys this straight up, the millions of dollars in technology that was not just created to, you know, under the benefit of, you know, oh, we're doing it for the greater good, we're doing it for the greater good. Millions and millions of dollars was spent in actually the attack and the weaponization of these individuals. And that's where, what we're all ignoring right now is, is what created that to have such a, you know, in a sense, a, a biblical transformation of our monetary system. Well, and, you, and can't, really you can't hand your power over to someone who wants power and expect them not to weaponize you in any way they think they can. Yep. Well, that's, that's my point. But at the end of the day, when, when you're standing for, you know, if, if your standpoint is, no, I'm not signing these things or they're taking advantage of your mind and actually using it as a weapon and they're and they're using fear which is the most powerful weapon of all uh, you, like i said speak of guns to your head i speak of this but fear is is the most powerful weapon of all and if they oh, kind yeah. of pull that cheese up, that cheese out in front of you and they dangle it there and they say oh well if you don't do this because what he's seeing no, to use a comic book reference like, the government is the 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 uh, yellow lantern like, they literally use fear yep. to create the world that they want. Mm. They keep yep. everyone so terrified. Like, we decide how fast we're going to drive based on how yep. scared we are of having our our time and our money taken from us. Mm. Like, it exactly. is in yep. this whole construction of theirs. And it is. It's a construct. And they make people think that they're a part of it, too. That's the most effed up part, in my opinion, is that they literally trick them into thinking that they're a part of their own oppression. And the more successful they are, the more they get people to love their slavery. Right. Yeah, eventually those chains start to feel pretty good. But that's the thing. The, yeah. the human desire to create will always brush against slavery. Mm-hmm. It will always chafe under the chain. Mm. It's what we are. I mean, like... Yeah. Whether you think it's a quaint story tale or the foundation of your life, the idea that there's a spark of the creator in human beings is very, very true. Mm-hmm. For better yeah. and yeah. for worse. Because stories can yeah. give you life or death. Yeah. And, and I can speak um, from, you know, what and who I know that um, the, uh, the good, I, I guess, 
I, I mean, technology can get released and say, oh, it's for good, but then way down the line or, you know, somewhat down the line, it, it's just used for, you know, something like the television, for instance, you know what I mean? The guy who invented it, I think, I believe so, said it was the biggest mistake of his life. Hmm. And you I know, think the television oh, is still a net win. Um, yeah, I think it was a Russian. We, I think it was a Russian. Television. I think we're fighting over it, actually. Mm. Um, I believe it, it. It its destiny is certainly as a net win. I mean, like right now, okay, some amount of what we can communicate with. God, who only knows how many people? Mm. I mean, how far will this go? I don't know. Mm. I just threw the rock in the pond. Well, we did the similar process to what um, Joe Rogan does, does, and he certainly reaches a lot of people. Right. And and the thing is, like, for the first time in our written history, we can record uh, entire sequences of motion in the way that we used to be able to record only uh, words or numbers. Mm. Holy shit. They're it's talking happening. to dead people that the future generations are going to do. Because, mm. I mean, that's what happens when you crack open a book. I wonder yeah. how many dead people are going to listen to, or how many people that aren't alive yet are going to listen to us talk. I know, right? Yeah. That'll be <laughs> wild. And there's no way of knowing. Yeah. And then maybe this record will long, long live past us. You know? Well, and so we can't really ever know whether... We truly took back that uh, weapon mm. that they used on us. We we can never know, but we can hope. Yep. Mm. Yep. But I think the way that we're treated, I mean, first of all, we're living under a society where, you know, you can get conspiratorial, conspiratorial about stuff, but, I mean, we killed the guy who, you know, invented a car that runs on water. You know, that's where our government is. <laughs> Fuck, he is so right. So honestly, like one of the biggest things is like if you even begin to poke at like the oil companies, mm. oh man, that is a can of worms. Well, dude, that's why nuclear... Trails of bodies like you cannot believe. That's why nuclear energy can't have its day. You know, I think it's... Um, well, a lot of it is also the green like the environmentalist movement they're such idiots like they've been completely weaponized by the very people that they thought that they were fighting it's so fucking tragic because like le- because nuclear My power punk bands are telling me to trust corporations oh god now they rage on behalf of the machine what madness yeah. is this world fuck you i'll do what you tell me Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, Fuck you. Please do what you tell me. Yeah, but I mean, not digitally signing or you know standing by. Like, okay, you're gonna force me to do this to create you know content, or you're gonna force this person to do this to do whatever. If you know, which was created over years. If you if you look back at the whole situation, um, it's not you know technically who the person was, and if you look at the stance was. He, he held firm to no. I'm not going to release all this into not not content or anything like that. But I can assure you that um, the the Facebooks and the Twitters that you guys have mentioned and all that other stuff was not controlled by him. The machine, not, hold on, not controlled we, by who? The individuals that were, you know, at the forefront of this. Forefront and, of um, of what? Uh, the, everything that has transpired over the last 24 hours and, you know, over the, you know, this, like I said, it goes 
a lot deeper. Um, That's the second you know, time you've mentioned yeah. uh, the last 24 hours. Are you talking about the bridge that was exploded in Russia, or what are you talking about? I'm talking about why the, the um, see, I, this is where I have to be really careful about what I say, I'm, about why all this happened over, you know, the last 24 hours. But what's this private, and what's over the last 24 hours? What are you talking about? That's the question that we're asking. Private platforms that are being used, right? Yeah, and, I'm getting bored, um, man. Like, yeah, these, well, spit, these, out, yeah. spit out Just what you want to fucking say, you're wanting to say. Or, like, I, I don't need this. Okay, well, I'll just, I'll tell you straight up. So the guy that invented the car that ran away, the, the reason why I was going with that. Okay. Is that man is dead. Okay. Yep. So for this man, wherever he is, okay. Killed by the oil cabal. Yeah. For him to be sitting in this car and talking to you guys right now, he should have a bullet in his head. And he's still, he's still, you know, here fighting. So I guess that's the Bitching. point if you want to spice it up a little bit. Well, I I hope to see some uh, water-powered engines coming out of the underworld soon. So, but did this happen in the past 24 hours, or like how does that part real fit into it? Everything started around you guys, where you guys had mentioned back in 2008, when the housing, you know, crisis you know, to, to say it was directly tied into that, or not I mean, it's just, you, you gotta kind of go with you know Okay, dude, you're word salading at this point. Yeah, dude, what are you talking, like, what what do you mean in the last 24 hours, though? You kept saying that, and you're not really getting to it. Yep, last chance, man. Because releases of information have been, you know, transpiring since around August, and... That's um, not the last 24 hours. No, no, I'm saying, but the last 24 hours... All right, look, I'm going to give you a chance to collect your thoughts, and we're going to move on. Yeah, so, I mean, everybody will see. You know, I can only stand someone avoiding a question for so long. That's yeah. why I don't listen to politicians. I know. I was li- yeah, I was literally thinking that it was a very Seriously. politician way to get around the question. I've asked politicians questions before, and it is amazing their ability to it's just literally their job it's like, that's, such a superpower like being a politician is being able to do this particular form of double speak right well it's why so many of them go to law school because like law school all of them almost. yeah <laughs> law school definitely does teach you about that it's like you don't answer questions in a way that could incriminate you like uh like for example um if you're defending somebody that uh hurt someone like um you say the alleged victim mm. you know you well, don't call them the victim because that makes your freaking right. client look guilty and you right. look stupid well and for for uh for the untrained legally uh the best possible advice is which by the way is everybody except lawyers and such uh the best possible advice never speak to cops mm. just don't yep. talk to them yep you will incriminate yourself and not know that you're doing that Absolutely. while you're trying to be a helpful human neighborly type person yeah well they exploit that kindness and you will not like the way that they exploit it which is why they teach you a, a, another kind of speaking to be a lawyer mm. and it starts with say as little as possible yeah you know what that's... and if you have to say something put caveats in it mm. You know what's a term that I actually hear all the time at law school that will be no surprise to you? Um, they actually use the term officer of the court a lot. Mm. Like, I was surprised by that because I remember you mentioning it 
Um, and then hearing it and being like, wow, that's actually the formal title. Ta-da! Yeah, no, it's it's really it's really strange, though, um, because, you know, it, it sounds like, uh, I don't know, it just sounds like kind of an ominous title. Yeah, well, wow. You mean that the people whose, like, uh, parent goal is to be put into a black robe mm. have some creepy rituals? Well, you don't say. I make a motion that as an officer of this court that I be allowed to open carry a firearm. <laughs> that is... Granted. If you're going to keep me by I'll that... allow it. If you're going to let me have that title and, uh, you know, allow for me to act in an officer in every other way, but you won't let me carry, I don't think you know what officer means. And you should probably open up a Black's Law Dictionary and figure out what that is. I like it. Yeah. Damn, it's going to just be so cool to have the superpower when I have it. Going to use it all the time. That's why they make you pay so dearly for it. Mm. Well, and I mean, those people that you see ruining their lives through law school, like that's part of the human sacrifice element of it. Mm, Like, we will put you in this unbelievably overbearing stress. Right. And... Watch it crack you, mm. and then we would fill the cracks. Mm. Yes, break you down and make um, make you in our image. Yeah, it's it, it's a book. Well, it's like I'm it's a book cracked. version of uh, of what they do in the military. What'd you say? What'd you say? I said I'm already cracked. So, <laughs> well, yeah. well, and that's the thing. More the same. Well, and that's the thing. You cracked you. So they, since they don't get to like be there to fill the void, they then, I mean that's the that's why they crack both the the military officers and the court officers. Yeah, well, this is also what they do for basic training, like exactly. in the military, they break you down so that they can make you back in their image. Right. That's exactly it. They reduce you to dust so that they can form you from it. Mm. I I thought it would. It would have been interesting to serve as a, uh, you know, nuclear scientist in the military because, like, um, I was interested in taking the military test just to see how I would test out, and I ended up qualifying for that uh, Boy, position. Boy, were they banging at the door to hand out bribes for that choice. Mm, yep. What, the Navy like two, Nuke? Uh, $2,000. Oh, yeah, the Navy Nuke program. Yeah, $2,000 oh, sign-up bonus. Oh. Yeah, they tried to get me into that shit too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, nobody got time for that. I it's, don't want to throw. In, uh, it's tempting though. I would love. You're you're getting paid to learn about nuclear technology. Like if you have even the smallest amount of passion for it, you could really fall in love with it. Well, I I yeah. do like the idea of learning how to use thorium. Yeah, and I mean, similar, you know, similar platforms, similar right safe technology, cheap power. Yeah. I mean, I, I think and you would it, be qualified. I honestly do think it's a half measure. Uh, I think that that is the way we get from harvesting oil to harvesting the electricity of the universe. Half measures are still measures. I mean, like the the world has the the universe, like the cosmos, has these streams of plasma running all throughout it. Mm. Like it is a circuit board. Mm. Like it's literally streams of energy yeah. connecting everything. So obviously that's what would like that that's where we need to get our power. 
Um, we, do, we live in a circuit board. Where do you think we're going to get our power? But in order to get there, we have to get off of oil. Mm, yep, exactly. Um, by the way, do you think we should uh, let him back on? Do you think he's had oh. enough time to collect his thoughts? We shall see. Okay. What, what, what was we... in the last 24 hours? Oh, yeah, should be there. Yeah, are you there? Hello, well, are you we'll back? We'll see if he chimes in then. Yeah, if you want to chime in, feel free. Uh, uh he should be uh he should be audible. Yeah. Unless I poked the wrong button. Yeah. And then now he should be audible. Are you audible now? Can you say anything? I think I'm audible. No, yeah, you're definitely audible. Well, anyway. Yeah. Oh well. Um, I wish that he was more clear. Seriously. Yeah. Like if, if he was more clear then you know, it could have just kept going. Right. Um, but uh, one of the things. Well, did... Always remember what Polonius said. Polonius? Polonius. What was it Polonius said? He said, your majesty and lady to expostulate what beauty is, what majesty should be, why day is day, night, day is day, night, night, and time, time, to nothing but to waste day, night, and time, therefore, since brevity is the soul of wit and tediousness merely limbs and outward flourishes, I will be brief. <laughs> and when will that start? <laughs> we just have to give you a five paragraph uh, speech. And yeah, then give we'll me a five it. paragraph head start. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've on how I went. And <laughs> there we go. Now you're talking. For brevity shall not be talking. my wit and <laughs> Yep. That's the way to go. Uh I do love the stories about like uh uh generals and such like sending a missive of like one or two words. Mm. Like, uh, uh, if we get past this, then here's all the terrible things we'll do to you and here's this whole thing. If. <laughs> or <laughs> Mogan Labe. Come and take it. Mm, yeah. I, I hereby annex you and declare that you must lay down your arms. Come and take them. Mm. What a great saying. Come get some. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a funky Greek Greek verb tense, too, that that literally translates as, if you can come to me, it is they are yours to take. Mm. If you can approach me. <laughs> I believe that is fuck around and find out <laughs> in Greek. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or as Clippy, ah, the little flag flip said, fuck it looks around, like you're trying out. to fuck around. Would you like to find out? <laughs> <laughs> if you would that like is... to fuck around, plus press one. So that is one thing that, like, uh, and I do like to keep my eggs in multiple baskets. Mm. So I, I do want to build life here and explore other parts of the world. But, like, holy fuck, dude, you can't get a gun anywhere. I know. Like, you can't have them, like, anywhere right. in yeah. the world. No, they are. Are so it's restrictive. Like, seriously, like, you don't trust me to be a grown-up man? No. Who is no, restrictive? No country does. I mean, the United States is the one that does the most, and they don't even respect it that much. They still want you to fill out a little piece of paper to, you know, go, I mean, unless you live in New Hampshire and, you know, you do a private sale, but that's not most people. Um, 
And so, yeah, but the U.S. might not be as good as other countries on a lot of issues. Believe me, there's a lot of room that we can improve, but oh boy, aren't we just a beacon among the nations for gun rights? Holy shit. Like, thank God bless the USA. Like, <laughs> that's the one way that I'll feel patriotic is that, like, we've continued humanity's gun one. culture. I'll give you that one. The United States is, si- or Americans are single handedly carrying humanity's gun culture on their back, and it's not even close. Yeah, we are truly blessed in that one way. Yep. Like, okay, this last tiny bit of freedom is still here and nowhere else. Mm. Like, I I promise I'm going to be a grown-up. I'm going to be an adult. Mm. You don't have to make me an officer. Mm. You don't have to do any of these things. I'll yeah. just be, you know... Of course, in New Hampshire, we're not allowed to have militias, mm. which is just a perfect testament to the fact that the meaning of that word has shifted so far. Right. Well, like it literally used to be not optional, like by definition. Yeah. Well, people well, okay, still do. It's optional, so that find as uh, every healthy man from seventeen to seventy. Mm. Right. And I think only fair to include the ladies these days because mm. times have changed. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ladies, and, you better strap up, man. I mean, well, and, and that's <laughs> part of my argument down. for like all women are men. Like, mm. as far as like what society expects from you, we expect you to be men mm. and also have children. Yeah, you're you're the men with wombs. Yeah, you um, have it, to. as far as I've seen, there's been like no one defending uh, the old female role. So mm. okay, makes- now everyone's a man. Makes me think of uh, animated Mulan, where uh, you know she's trying to fake be a man, and and they sing "Be a Man," and like they're literally singing about like them making men, you know, and including her, you know. I mean, at the end, she is basically a man, and you know, she's a, she's a wino, she's a woman in name only at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anytime you think she's become a man, ask her what's wrong. <laughs> she won't uh, tell you. Oh shit! You might have a point there. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, being a sil- being a strong silent type is uh, heavily accepted in male culture. Mm. And she was kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Even though she wasn't, she just like in the animated one at least she just made herself look really buff and didn't talk that much because she still had a female voice. But it's a good movie, and it's well. And and the thing is, like when you take the female element out of a family, you take the grounding element out, mm. like the the anchor that holds it together. Right. Like, and this is true on all of the levels. Like, uh, women hold society together. Like that's literally what they do. Mm. Like they determine what is and isn't uh, a, a a breedably acceptable behavior. Mm. And thus, and thus, by uh, by also uh, communicating what is and isn't offensive, they determine the identity of the society itself. Right. Well, I mean, and they make us who would otherwise stab each other get along, which is better for everyone. Women definitely civilize men. That is for sure. Um, I mean, 
Well, I guess there's a couple of things at play there because I I almost wonder if women didn't exist, if it would be basically like the rooster phenomenon is how I know it as, which is basically like if you have a bunch of roosters and there's no hens around, they tend to get along. Like there isn't really a lot of fighting. Um, But then when you like introduce even one hen or multiple hens, the roosters just start ripping each other apart and like attacking Mm. each other. Um and so I almost wonder if that principle would translate into humans at all. Uh, there, there are definitely elements of that. Mm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> watch them stab each other in the back to get the hottie that just walked in. Yep. Uh, although you know it's social behavior, so we do it with words. Mm. Um, although that is always some part of the background element of war. Mm. The, the reason there are cheerleaders for sports, you know. Mm. Well, there's no. Uh, Oh, wait, no, there are war cheerleaders. Like the ones that would go around That's and perform the shows in World War II. Mm-hmm. The showgirls. USO. Yeah, yep. the USO. USO show. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I never thought about it like that. Oh, but yeah. That's, yeah, they're like, let's go, USA, USA, mm-hmm. let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we sent Britney Spears to the troops, of course. Wait, Obviously. seriously? I thought so. Yeah, wasn't she one of the ones at the USO show? I don't know. Anyway, I know they sent like a whole bunch of the like A-list celebrities to do a USO show and of course uh, had it on uh, on television live. So, huh. yeah. Like wow. they they spent an unbelievable amount on the on the the cheerleaders for war. Mm. Now, yeah. in the Norse culture, we had a specific kind of woman that does that. Mm. No, uh, it's it's part of Seether. Like, oh. that's part of see their magic is that you like you go to where the men are fighting and take your top off Ugh. and they've never seen tits before. So it literally drives them insane. Wow. They're like, OK, I'm totally up for this. How many times have I been stabbed? Not enough. Jeez, uh, that is brutal. Yeah. But I mean, effective. Right? Clearly. Here, by the way, is what they will be raping if you lose. So, you know, mm, that, also calls to that part of us. Mm, yeah. Like the protection part. Oh, yeah. 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 It's It, it was something that dawned on me uh, distractingly while I was driving, which was slightly dangerous. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was night and uh, there weren't any other cars around. But like men by their nature partake of the dragon mm. in that... While the woman creates safety and uh, provides nourishment, what the man provides is a challenge and treasure. Mm. I mean, that's uh, that, that's basically what men do in the raising of children. Mm. Like, women will, will comfort and men will help you deal with the emotions as they come up, mm-hmm. which is uncomfortable. Like, by its nature, dealing with with emotions is extremely uncomfortable. Absolutely. And as you get better at it, it's less uncomfortable. But, like, the and and the more uh, complex emotions you can deal with. Mm. But it's uncomfortable. It's on the outside of, uh, of your comfort zone, and it's a treasure to be mm. able to do it. This is why it's so important to be able to learn how to control your thoughts, you know, because once you can control your thoughts, you can really... Um, you know, be at the helm in terms of your emotions as well. And then I've been able to find out that when I do that, I'm much more frequently at peace. Mm. And that's Met a congressman who told me sincerity is the key. Once you learn to fake that, you're practically home free. (laughs) 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 Sounds like a congressman. It's true. 
Yeah, so... <sighs> if only people would realize, hey, that bitch at the DMV is also a politician. Mm. Like, that's... <laughs> It's all the same thing. Yeah. It's all one gig. Yeah, it really is. It's one scam where they lie to me. Because people know that politicians lie, mm-hmm. but they have this, like, disassociation with, and also trust them completely about the truth of reality <laughs> and what you should do with your life mm. and never, ever do. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's really the danger, which is why I'm glad that I'm here around sane people. Right. You know, that's just been the greatest part about living in this wonderful state. Um, for any of you that are listening to the show and you love uh, the principles of liberty, you really at least got to give New Hampshire a check out, um, like at least a visit. Once you visit it, it's all going to go downhill from there. You're going to want to get over here, especially if, especially if you visit during the fall. Um that's the first time I came over here, and it's just the most gorgeous place on earth, and you get to hang out with cool people while you're looking at it. So, Yeah, trees are absolutely amazing out here. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mo- moving from a high desert, which is exactly what Colorado is, yep. to this was just night and day in that sense. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure that the, um, that the I mean, climate, too. There are some trees. Aspen trees and pointy trees, and they're they're around. Most of them aren't native. Yeah. Well, evergreens. Whereas here, it's like a bajillion different kinds of tree. Yeah. All growing together densely everywhere, all the time. Yep. And when it pops fall, unbelievable. It's no doubt that people would uh, travel from state to state to get here. Ninety-four percent of the um of the state is forest. Which makes it the second highest. Um, the only one that has a higher percentage is Maine. Yeah, the the views are infinite. Yep, truly. And beautiful. Yep, and um, and really having everybody here is uh, really the foundation of it. But the but being able to be in absolute paradise is definitely the cherry on top. Well, and the thing is, where we are in time, the baby boomers are dying. It's just the fact of life. Yeah. So all of the power that they have gathered is getting distributed to the rest of the world. Mm. That's that's what's happening. So we have a chance to step up and to create something truly incredible now. Right. Well, imagine if we're all here and, you know, the baby boomers are just dying off and we're already all here. We could just buy the, you know, buy the properties, buy the houses, like. I mean, if you're already here and we're already building wealth, might as well. And then once that happens, it's... They destroy the fucking planet! Sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's a real concern. Uh, I would be remiss, especially on an October show, not to mention the fact that we're in a horror movie. Mm. (laughs) We're literally unleashing apocalypse on us. Uh, I mean, and it's basically... Maybe, maybe. It's it's basically a Stephen King book too because it's also a psychological torture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it really is yeah definitely i mean which makes it interesting you know i would hate if it was just senseless violence yeah, until tax season then it's saw mm, yep. <laughs> yeah well no but it's saw follow like these with, complicated instructions or you will starve yeah it's saw except it's happening to good people oh yeah yeah <laughs> 
Don't forget about that. Well, we are none of us without sin. Mm. Well, but none of us are as bad as the people from Saw. That's true. Yeah, they usually end up... They, they, the reason why they end up there is usually because they like either killed somebody or raped somebody or just something egregious like that. Yeah, that's why it was an interesting enough one to make sequel after sequel after sequel. Right, yeah. It's like, ooh, a part of it was like, who like is going... What's going to be the next crime that somebody's committed against humanity or something like that, that like will justify them having this happen to them. I'm not going to say it. What? Let's uh, give ideas. Oh, well. sorry. No, I've, uh, and, and now my brain is starting to guess. Ooh, what new atrocity <laughs> are they going to come up with during oh, God. this one? Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, like no, li- living through the, the war of terror. Hmm in the middle east like holy shit they came up with so many new atrocities yeah and now we're gonna give our own people cancer with burning tires oh, god um, we're gonna learn that we're doing it keep fucking doing it i mean 9-11 was a real big deal too like it's nothing like that had ever happened i mean you could argue pearl harbor but that's like a nothing burger in comparison to 9-11 because pearl harbor was mostly a military base 9-11, that was just like innocent, uh, you know, innocent people. So, or mostly innocent people, I guess. I guess they also attacked the Pentagon. <laughs> so, mm. I got to wonder, do normal people see the pictures that come out of Guantanamo Bay? No. Oh, of course. That's not public information. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Silly me. Yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, normal people know about MK Ultra, which blows my fucking mind. Yeah, there's some things that are still too close to home, though. Like Gitmo Get, Get still exists. Yes. Yeah. Well, so does MK Ultra. What you think they stopped? I don't think they're giving. You think they stopped mind controlling? I don't think they're giving they're, people they're, LSD. They're though. the central. Ad- they literally gave the entire fucking world LSD. Where do you think it came from? Well, no, I know, but what I mean is that they're not like conducting experiments using LSD. They're. They are a oh my up. god, dude! You literally just lived through a global medical experiment, and you don't recognize them. No, they they absolutely experimented on the entire population well, no, but when I'm, they re, when they released LSD into the the hippie movement. Like that was absolutely the experimental. Like that was mm, the field experiment. Right. That's why they they co opted uh, uh, what's his name to to do it. Um, uh, the Lindsay. Beatles. Oh. Uh, wouldn't surprise me them either. Well, I but, mean, uh, yeah, Timothy they were the Leary, ones that... Timothy in... Leary, it is literally documented when he folded to the FBI. Mm. When he said, I believe we can come to an arrangement. It's literally in the released papers. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's part of public record. Well, it's weird because we, <laughs> what? we what say... What happened between that and when he like released it in the world? Mm. Well, we say this, but at the same time, the... Um, when they were asked what the purpose of the war on drugs was, it was, um, you know, the Nixon administration said that it was to target the blacks and the hippies. So, I mean, I don't well, understand how those two things could wait, happen. Publicly? Uh, yeah, it was a prior administ- uh, uh, administration official. Um, it and it was, was way after the presidency in, af- uh, happened. Uh, oh, okay. John Entwistle uh, yeah, or something like that. It wasn't Entwistle. That's, uh, that's one of the guys from The Who. But uh, he yeah, went. He was scarcely run across a bigger, uh, a a more racist uh, president. 
He yeah, was really he racist. went to prison as a result of Watergate, and when he came back out, he gave an interview to CNN, and uh, there were some very choice quotes, including that one. Um, and uh, he ended his statement by saying, did we know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, of course. It was all just a giant psyop. Well, well, don't you believe that poor kids are just as smart and as talented <laughs> as white kids? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Jeez. God. Speaking of somebody who's gotten way too much LSD, and I've... Man. Yeah, so his name is... That um, guy is fucked in the head. His name is John Ehrlich, and yeah, he said uh, the Nixon uh, campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left and black people, and um, yeah, and they were targeting the hippies with marijuana and the blacks with heroin and criminalizing them both heavily to disrupt those communities. Um, These are all direct quotes from him. you know, playing a major part and of that the allowed us to kick down the doors of their leaders and disorganize their communities. And right, hmm. yeah. Gee, if only it wasn't the government teaching us about Black History Month. Mm. True, hmm. that, man. What with you know them being the reason that it's maybe a good idea to remember the black part of our history mm. and like what happened when oh shit we have to like start treating humanly now. Yeah, Fuck, we don't want to. That was one percent. We don't want to. That was one of my favorite parts about. Um, I took Afrocentric history and um, literature in um, junior year of high school, and um, it was just interesting to see just all of the ways that government would fuck with them. You know, it was like it just got so creative. You know, it's like oh, you'll be three fifths of a person. You know, in terms of representation, like that's very specific. Um, like, oh, you know, you can't yeah. own guns. And that actually, it without the three-fifths uh, compromise, it actually would have gone worse for black folks because they didn't vote. Right. So basically, by virtue of them being held in bondage... Um, so they didn't they actually get those the, three-fifths the of a three vote? people no. got the credit yeah. for... Uh, for having three-fifths of a person more in population. Well, we already determined your representation. Why did they only get three-fifths? Get three-fifths? The question is, why did they get anything at all for holding people in bondage who couldn't fucking vote? Well, it's sort of a hypocrisy, is it not? I mean, like, I think that the most coherent argument that you could probably use to justify it is... uh, appropriations like you could basically say oh well a state needs a certain amount of resources to like you know create plumbing systems and to you know build infrastructure and all of that and even if uh you know the people can't vote they still exist there and so that might have been the argument it's like oh well they won't go around as much as five-fifths people like as hmm. five-fifths people will you know drive and you know do all or go by horse i guess back then and do all these other things that require more infrastructure well, I mean, if you think about it it's literally just one level of government speaking to another level of government mm, that's i a mean good way of putting it in your subsidiary government they don't have representation whereas in our superior government we do have this democratic process mm. because our slaves will rebel without it because mm. they know how to read yep 
One of the slaves that figured out how to le- read weren't slaves for long. It's true. Yeah. Ooh. Funny how that That's works. That's the great They'd liberator. They'd start reading the other parts of the Bible, wouldn't you know? Mm. Like, oh, the whole purpose of God is that he's the God of freedom. Mm-hmm. He, he brought us out of bondage and slavery in Egypt and brought us to the promised land. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. That is a dangerous story to tell a, to tell a black slave in the South. Well, and that this is, is real and dangerous. And this is a huge part of why they've needed to target black people. Like, black people still to this day have some extraordinary faith. Mm. And having faith in a power higher than the government right. is very dangerous to a tyrant. Right. Especially if you earnestly believe in it. Right. Yeah. So when you read about this deliverer, mm. like, that sets in the heart. Yeah. And you will demand your freedom. Yeah. Well, they called Harriet Tubman Moses for a reason. Yeah. That was literally her nickname. Yeah. Leading an exodus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let my people go. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's a really powerful story. Like when you do the research into it and when you really just immerse yourself in it, like I would, I would definitely take that class again. I mean, now that I'm a bit older and I've become a bit more skeptical of the left, I did if I took the class again, it would probably be more cringe because I'd notice all of like the leftist propaganda in it, <laughs> uh, which would yeah, be the only tragic part. They've pretty much passed the hockey stick point in uh, in colleges. What do you mean? I mean, honestly, I, I think that they're going to be coming for biology next. That's what it seems like. So, like, trying to get an honest and, like, not manipulative and culty perspective on something like race from the government institution that runs on discord between its members. Right. I mean, I'm sorry they took over that. Mm. Like, and if you believe that the government is society and you believe that all of the things should be owned by society and not individuals, well, then go to Vermont. No, <laughs> Yeah, you know what's funny? I do wonder if we will one day convert them, or or maybe at least send to their border our communists. Yes, I mean, that's will, the best I can hope for. Will you accept them in your state? Well, hmm. so you know what's funny is that Massachusetts always... for you. <laughs> Massachusetts always gets crap for being like, oh, move to Massachusetts, blah, blah, blah. But out of all of our neighbors, besides Canada, um, that one's the worst. Um, like, all of our neighbors... Um, Massachusetts is actually the most free in terms of the Cato rankings. Uh, Vermont is in the lower 40s, and um, and Maine is like number 34. And I Where think the hell is Cato putting New Hampshire? No, New Hampshire is number one. Oh, oh, sorry. no! I'm saying that New Hampshire's neighbors are like. Like, Massachusetts is the best... Massachusetts isn't even as bad economically as, say, where Bernie Sanders, the Democratic Socialist, came from. Well, it's actually not even... It's actually better than... upside down, New Hampshire. Well, it's Maine. It's better than Maine, too. Yeah. Isn't that wild? And, and like, um, libertarians out here, you know, I can't speak for all of them, but quite a few of them have a hard-on about Maine. Maine is... uh, Maine's weird. They're, like, the worst parts of both conservative republicans and just democrat voters right the sad part is that we have to incorporate maine in order to get new brunswick do we though 
do well, we need and, and, and honestly, yeah like, there's a new brunswick freedom project in canada and so, so they're doing the like things, a canadian version of the fsp up there well so here's one of the things that i've oh, been nice. sort of batting around is that okay if we have this powerful network technology then that's going to allow geographic decentralization you'll still have the bullies around though right but if my if if i already have you surrounded then you won't fuck with me mm. I mean, like, if if my dispute resolution organization already has people in every direction from your borders, you are less likely to pick up a fight with me. Mm. Yeah. So the, the more that we can have this in a geographically decentralized place, well, then for one thing, the harder you are to target with government, because mm. you see that with the enforcement of regulations. Right. It's always the centralized points that they can attack. Right. Like, they sure as shit can't stop crypto, but they can stop a company that they can tell what to do from giving you money for it. Well, it's not like the U.S. has never toppled a regime before. Right. <laughs> like, it's not, you don't have to go that deep into it. Um, like the U S would be like, Oh great. You're just like you, your um, your nervous system, like your, uh, your center of operations is the government. Cool. We have a plethora of experience toppling that shit. Mm. Like let's, let's have it happen. Whereas if it's through a decentralized system, like what you're suggesting, um, and broadening the idea even further, um, like, wait, you, you have a professional spy agency. Right, so you literally pay these people to decide which governments get to exist. Mm. What do you think they're going to do with yours? It's a party like, in the CIA. How on earth would <laughs> you not end up owned by your intelligence apparatus? How would it be like, please explain to me the math of how you don't end up owned by your secret society? Mm. Like... What other possible outcome is there if you allow one society to be secret? If you if you just give them that power. Yep. Obviously, they will end up owning everything. It's unsustainable. Mm-hmm. It's true. <sighs> but, you know, the MK Ultra program is over. Yeah. And Mockingbird was just one operation, one program. And it's over, too, right? Mm. You know, it's not like there's a sustained record of... CIA documents tracing how they've systemically infiltrated every part of the mainstream media to the point where now they're quite open about it. Well, we're like, yes, this is a, the former CIA director is our, our uh, intelligence go to, of course. Well, to what you said earlier, since it is a since LSD is a government creation, I it is the drug. I'll admit it's the drug that I'm the most skeptical to try like out of all the mainstream ones you should be yeah i mean it is not like like if you put if you put cannabis dmt um psilocybin and lsd and you line it up and you know you ask someone one of these things is not like the other and you like have them pick it's gonna be pretty clear yeah which one is not you can even throw peyote in there and um it's well, very clear so Peyote, the beautiful thing about it is that we actually have a tradition of uh, imbibing this where, like, the people who are imbibing this take their shit seriously. Mm. That's we what, do not have that for LSD. Well, that's what um, psychedelics are, are supposed God to do. as a lark. Yeah. I, I know some people who take their acid pretty seriously. And uh, a lot the, of... Uh, 
And the I've seen it work well it. for a lot of the people that 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 are are very sincere about like the seriousness and the attention that they give to this. Mm. Yeah, I don't know why I treat it skeptically though. I think oh, it's no, just you should. I think you it's just because should. it has like a different chemical reaction to your brain. I think that's the main part. Well, I mean, consider for example tobacco. Now, when Europeans came to the New World and discovered this plant, uh, they had no traditions whatsoever around how to use it. Mm. And to this day, it's killing millions of them right now. Mm. Right now. Yeah, and I don't think it killed that many Native Americans. No. Yeah, because they knew how to use it. Right. Yeah. They had a tradition. Here's how sacred this is. Here's how important this is. No, this is a religious sacrament. You Mm. are very, very careful with this. This is medicine. Yeah. This is like talking to God's medicine. You're careful with this. Yeah. I don't have any um, issues myself with like trying something like to smoke. Like I'm, um, but I would not make it like a routine thing. Yeah. It would be like because they have like cigar meetups, for example, out here. Mm. One of the benefits of living in the libertarian homeland, we literally have everything out here, even cigar meetups. Mm. <laughs> I know that makes us sound like, uh, you know, um, mustache twirling capitalists, but, <laughs> um, but I mean, it's... Oh, come on. They ha- I'm sure they still have cigar meetups somewhere in, like, Denver, and that's mm. about as lefty a place as you'll find now. Right. Well, I mean, I'm I'm sure that uh, Marx and Engels went to quite a few. Oh, ain't um, that the truth. Yeah. Yeah, no, I guess it's well, not only something for capitalists, but still, like, it does give off kind of that vibe. Well, and uh, the reason that the peace pipe was smoked is that chemically you lose your ability to be angry. Mm. And the more of that you dose up on, the less ability to be angry, chemically speaking, that you have. Are we still talking about tobacco here? Yes. This is start- starting to sound like marijuana. No, that's tobacco. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I know, right? I mean, marijuana is uh, co- Which like is too. a theory that I've heard that I don't actually buy of like what was actually in the peace pipe. Eh, it's possible, but I don't think so. No, mm. uh, tobacco... Uh, it inhibits the chemistry that allows you to be angry, which mm. is, uh, it, number one, the obvious sign of someone who's quit smoking is they're irritable. Mm, yeah. Right, because their anger suppressants are off. Mm. They're not. They're literally not suppressing their anger. And, like, it, how many times have you seen someone, like, get pissed off and light a cigarette? Mm. It's because it's an anger suppressant. Right. Allows you to focus, but it also literally suppresses your anger. And the more of it you use, the more it suppresses your anger. And once your anger at someone is suppressed, you can actually talk to them and figure out whether you're going to stab each other when we're done smoking this. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's sort of, yeah, it helps you turn on your brain, like, also, um, like you were saying. Something, uh, did you notice in the um, in the Hobbit movies, did you ever watch those? Mm-hmm. They, um, they, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what they did? They retconned, um, the idea that in the books, when they said weed, they did mean tobacco. But in the movie, you could tell very much it was heavily implied mm-hmm. that they were smoking cannabis. And I don't know well, how I feel was, about that. Well, and that was one of the, uh, uh, most anachronistic things about it. Like, that's why you couldn't pin down when exactly. Anachronistic? Uh, yeah. Well, because, like, the rest mean? of the world, it's out of time. Oh. So the rest of the world is uh, is medieval era, right? Right. Um, so then you have tobacco, which is like that's after the medieval era. It's after the Renaissance. Mm. That's like the new world is being right. discovered. Yeah, like yeah. that's like to actually get tobacco to England to where like an average person can use it. Yeah, that's twentieth century, maybe right. or right. maybe nineteenth. 
nineteenth, uh, definitely. Yeah. No, like that's Sherlock Holmes shit. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but like that's way later. It's one of the most anachronistic things because what he's depicting is merry old England. It's just this feeling that they have mm. of like the the best that their country can be, which is like you know humble and like warm and you know. Well, we, we have tea and eat our food. To and, be f- to be completely fair, um, cannabis, unlike tobacco, did actually exist on that side of the world. So if it is well, really just playing to old tiny uh, England, they Kush it's is possible. called Kush for a reason. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I appreciate that both plants have that uh, effect because God knows we could use it. Mm. Humans piss each other off so much. Yeah. So much. Yeah. I don't know if smoking a cigarette would calm me down. It would probably just make me sick. Mm. Wouldn't Mm. recommend it. Yeah. It's a devil's bargain. It really is. Yeah. Frequently getting sick will slow you down. So. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, if I'm that angry, then, you know, I think a cigarette is like a band-aid to that. Honestly, I, I think that the cost of tobacco is so extensive that it is literally only worth doing if you are going to trip on it. Like, it is too expensive. Mm. It's too addictive. It's too harmful. Yeah. But if you trip on it as a tabaquero, you can sometimes literally perform miracles. Mm. So at the very least, you will, like, gain some serious insight out of fucking up your body with this chemical. People always underestimate it as a drug, um, but uh, I have this one friend who he was from Kenya and he went over to an American party uh, after work and he, um, you know, for the first time, um, you know, he had tried American weed, which is much stronger than Kenyan weed, as he told me. Um, And then he drank alcohol and then he um, and then. You know, he did that to a point to where he was just like so screwed up. And then he had one cigarette. And after that one cigarette, that's when he just passed out on the couch. Hmm. It's like he was he was sort of teetering on the edge of like, oh, is he is he in that state or not? Like, is he going to be all right? Hmm. But it was only after he ironed out exactly where he was at. Yep. That's all it took was one cigarette. Yep. I've definitely Um, uh, seen and felt that. Really? But, yeah, no, like, uh, if I'm feeling a little wobbly, I'll have a cigarette mm. so that I can, like, iron my state out into, like, a certain, you know, like, focused state. But if I'm too drunk, then that'll, like, kick me over the other edge. Oh, yeah. You'll get fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, but I, long story short, I just took care of him the rest of the night because people started ah, to fuck drunk with him. sitting. Yeah. Well, and he was a good friend of mine, you know, and, um, like... Yeah, there were, there's a lot of circumstances around that situation that I don't want to get into, but it's why I carry now. Mm. <laughs> you know, like I did not feel safe that night. Um, that is really unfortunate. And I I'm did not feel. To hear it. I mean, luckily I I protected him because he was dancing with uh, this guy's girlfriend when he was intoxicated, and then like after he passed out, the guy came back and was like, "Hey, I want to fight you," you know. And I had to tell him, like, hey, he's passed out. He's not fighting anybody. Right. You know, and, like, to get in between that, like, like this fucking drunk and high dude that's, like, over here saying that you are cheating with his girlfriend and, you know, you having to defend your passed out friend. It's, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know why anyone 
has children and doesn't teach them martial arts or get someone to teach them martial arts. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. Why on earth would you let someone go through life without learning how to like defend themselves? I think that in that circumstance, I was able to defend myself with communication. I think that the fact that I was able to convey like that he was not in any place to fight and that I would prevent this from happening. And mm. I'm just an innocent bystander. Right. He doesn't want anything to do with me. He wants to kick this guy's ass, mm. you know? And so like, oh, I'm glad it got through to his drunk brain. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I but, love communication. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Like people have a free speech debate mm. and I'm like, like deep down, I'm like fucking debate. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, so first and foremost, the fact that you're debating means that uh, communication won. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Whoops. You, like, either, that, either that you start be... shooting each other this instant, yeah. like, slap each other with a fish, like, do something, like, violent, or, like, admit that free speech is something that is an endeavor that we're, that yeah. is worth doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that And we literally be... only have the two options, yeah. so... That should be the opening argument that anyone that argues in favor of free speech opens with, like, because it's just such a self-evident point. Hi, guys. Are we talking? (laughs) Great. So talking is worth doing, right? Yeah. Right? We all agree on that? Okay. Can we all agree that talking is better than using violence? Mm. All right. Yep. There we go. Um. But yeah, uh, do you guys think we should wrap up? Yep. I think the time has come. Yeah. Well, that was a great show, guys. Thanks for having me on again. And uh, because I am uh, not really capable of doing so, I I can't find a good song to play for the outro. And this is what happens when we don't have the captain and his musical talents. uh, What about about Albuquerque? Albuquerque. Oh, I like that. All right. Wait, what was it? Uh, uh, what do you Albuquerque. Think? All right. Albuquerque is good as well. Yeah. Dude, that'll be a long outro. People are going to love that. Hmm. All right. Well, peace out, guys. Peace out, homie. Uh, you feel like smoking a bowl? Um, uh, <laughs> feel like uh, stopping by and smoking a bowl? Um, I'll talk to you in a second. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Peace. Peace.